We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 7 Picks against the spread Survivor Selections, the free money teaser, and of course, a cuss corner mini halfway through the show, plus the recap and all of that fun stuff. Jeff Feinberg, I was, uh, I'm glad to see you on a Tuesday. It's nice that your like blood pressure didn't get the best of you on Monday night. It's a rough one, Pat. Like forgetting the result, the moment that Lindsley, that Lins, that Lindsley news came out, like I went to the bottle and then I probably like did something bad to my body, like ingested something bad. Probably 85% of the third downs in that game. Like, I always made sure I was loaded for third down, and there were a ton of them. And I couldn't, I I didn't really, I guess, eat much yesterday. So it was a disaster. It was, and, and today, like, I don't know what sort of details people want, but I'm, like, leaking out of every hole. Oh, so it's just it's been a thankfully they won oh, they won um i don't know mondays i just i yeah i don't know that was a me- that was a mess like just watching shouldn't do that bad gross well you get the win with the chargers on monday night so the chargers are surviving they're looking pretty good here on their way to the playoffs potentially as yeah. are maybe the new york jets we'll hear more from tim undergust tim undergust That's uh, not my name. According to DVOA, we've got a fifty percent chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, but you. Uh, but but that's that's about right. And then, honestly, that's a fair. I think that's fair. I think our odds are probably slightly higher than that. But like, I gave out Jets to make the playoffs plus eight fifty like three weeks ago. It's now plus two fifty. Uh, you know, the Jets things are lining up well for them. I'm happy. I'm in a pot. I'm in a positive 
positive mood. And I don't know what the Sunday night live show is going to be like because the Jets play a five o'clock game. And so I'm going to have some real raw nerves one way or the other when we step into the booth next Sunday. Uh, but I, you know, first, I, I long said that this team had the largest range of outcomes of any team. We seem to be a little bit further towards the front of that tail. Um, I'm excited. Jeff's team's really good. My team's really good. Uh, we are two happy people on this podcast. We you would be people. if the Jets and Chargers played this week. I think you'd. Well, no, if Lindsay, like last week, you would you would kill us. But I, I'm hoping in like a month and six weeks, maybe the Chargers can be different. I am so happy for you, Tim. Thank you. I mean, Thank listen, you, I, I, as much as I like to giggle against you at times, I am a closeted Jets fan. So I am, you know, even before we met, as we've long documented here. And last week you had this um, like you're like it was satisfying, but we didn't get a beat Tua, and you were very like upfront about that. So it doesn't feel like it should. And from go on Sunday, you put that guy on his ass. Oh, and, that and over. Was a, that was a show. That was a show. I, w- I, I didn't State think they were going to win that game. I lost a teaser on that game. Uh, hey, I lost both. It was a Baltimore Green Bay teaser. And when, hey, love. Go- when you lose a teaser, you, you're you're happy when you lose both likes. Yeah. Like it's a much happier feeling. So just, yeah. on that note, but, but back to what matters, Tim, I am thrilled for you and Jets fans. And to have this like. You get this pure adrenaline feeling almost guaranteed unless they lose the next month, like out, like then that feeling goes away. But every game is big now. So that's exciting. Like I'm fired up for you and Jets fans and New York State football, I guess. This is what and and you know what? The networks now look like fools for not putting Austin on a primetime games or, the you know, or the Giants really in the primetime games like. You're out of your mind not to put the biggest market on TV all the time. And now it's biting you in, in the rear end. Hey, Go ahead you, and put Miami and Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. That's really smart. That's really, really smart. That's going to be a game. Maybe, but it's trash. The Steelers are... No, it's, it's going to be a fun if Pickett one. Play, if Pickett plays, it'll be fun because Pickett looks uh, like the real deal. But I don't think uh, if it's Trubisky, then no, it won't be much of a game. What would, Brian well, Flores well, revenge on. game. What makes you say that Pickett is the real deal? What have you seen well, from Kenny Pickett? Like, wow, here we go. <laughs> so here's... And this is like, again, show connectivity. We watched Pickett now for two weeks. I watched him against the Jets. Watched a little bit of him early on against the Patriots. I watched uh, much of that game against Tampa until he got hurt. Thought that I, I thought he looked really good, but you know, was still raw. And then I hear, uh, you know, Friday show member Rob Pozzola say he's a Kenny Pickett truther. The, tr- the Pickett looks really good, and that confirmed my sense that yes, Pickett's actually a significant upgrade over Trubisky, and he's a good quarterback. Like that made me feel like okay. I'm seeing what he's seeing, and he's seeing what I'm seeing. Uh, and that makes a big difference, and I, I think it does in that game. That game is unwatchable if it's Trubisky. Rob, uh, it could be something. Is, it, it could be this, something. Is this the same Rob Pizzola who uh, tried to die on the hill that the Panthers were significantly better than the Falcons? Okay. You know, pe- people don't get everything right. Just just look, just look at the rosters, Tim. How could it be any different? You know, I'm not uh, – you know, I, I, I don't think you should be – you know, he can't defend himself. I don't know you need to attack him on that. Uh, I, I'm just saying that I think he he sees what I see, and I, so it confirmed what I saw. Uh, but go, you put that garbage game on Sunday night when you could have had Jets Broncos, you could have Jets Patriots next week instead of Chiefs Titans. Like, please, Chiefs Titans is nowhere nearly as good or interesting a game as Jets Patriots next week. Yeah, but every it, Jets game is now the greatest game of the week. They're hinge <laughs> games for seeding purposes. 
we're all in this thing together. Like I said, Buffalo's the best team in the AFC because they haven't played the Jets yet. Whoa. We get the Bills in a few weeks in is, uh, in this... in Gotham, and I want them. I want them now. I want them now. I watched the Bills bring. You know, Bills didn't play that well against uh, Kansas City. They got the win because the Chiefs don't have anyone <laughs> explosive. The Chiefs can't get to the quarterback. We are going to crush Josh Allen physically. He's going to pay for it. He, it they may win, but he is going to get bumped and bruised and scraped, and that's going to be a very physically demanding game. We're going to probably have three games this year uh, against the Bills, and uh, I'm ready for round one. So, Pat, like for your, you know, to entertain the audience, for, for like in your mind what would make the best show, the Jets, have they ever been foreign to, like in you doing a podcast with Tim, ever? In 2016, Two we may have been games there. above 500, ever? Remember, we we lost. We were ten and five going into Buffalo in week sixteen and twenty six, or week seventeen and twenty sixteen, when Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions and we lost. So maybe okay. we were at that level then, but it, it's been one time, maybe, and it was a long time ago. The thing is, right? We're so good. <laughs> like, except we are missing, and we'll talk about this. A I need to see more out of. The, I need to see more you, out you of that. You threw for 110 yards and won by 17 points, and well, I'm not even insulting you for that. I'm no. Saying- well, exactly. He he. All he needed to do was game manage. This team can be last year's Bengals if the production from QB one develops better. If it does, it's hard to pick anybody other than Buffalo in the AFC, in my opinion. Now your team may be when you're healthy, but you're not healthy right now. Well, a uh, a, a, a statement was released by friend of the show Gary and Thorne, which simply says QB throwing for barely a hundred yards, special teams and defense making timely plays, getting turnovers, and running into every single backup QB. The Jets have turned into the 2021 Dolphins. Jeff and Tim Anderson will never admit it. Which part? The part where we lost seven straight games, or the part where they won seven straight games? I can't keep track. What part of that Dolphins team? <laughs> I think that he's yeah. referring to the run that they went on last year that you called illegitimate. And now the Jets are doing the same thing. Yeah, well, this is not opportunistic turnovers. That game was uh, d- that we devoured Green Bay. We did like a like a like a, a boa constrictor. We unhinged our jaw and swallowed them whole. Uh, there was nothing timely about it. Uh, the better team won convincingly. The seventeen points doesn't describe the beatdown that it was. Ah, it it reminds me of what happened with Tua and the Dolphins last year, Jeff. Yeah, and that game went to halftime three all, and I was like, I don't know which team should be happier that it's three all. Um, at least, right? Wasn't that the halftime score team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, gee, I was curious. Some I thought we were giving the game away. Of it, I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't want to put more air in Tim's tires. He doesn't need it. But the Jets are so young that even just like catching a taste, yeah, is in my opinion invaluable. Um, and will be very, you know, c- can pl- pay dividends down the road. So this is a really young team. I, I'm a, I, I'm a Zach Wilson fan. I'm not where, where Tim is. Like I haven't been calling a travel agent or anything about the jets, but, uh, I guess you could have asked your dad for his hotel room. I should have. I should have called him up. Dad, it's funny. So my father and I have a different relationship for our teams. He's really happy when my team does well. 
I hate when his team does well. He sent me very he's a nice, nice man. Congrat- he wants you happy. Yes, he sent me very nice congratulatory text after he spent a good ten minutes sending me nasty text messages about the Vikings game. Uh, he then sent me very nice messages about how good the Jets looked, and that's very sweet because I hate his team and I can say nothing nice about it. <laughs> but yeah, that when may you, be a father-son relationship thing where when uh, you want to go over to his house after the Dolphins win, you make don't you make him like remove a lamp from the room or singing? No, lamp at Christmas or time. Yeah, Christmas time. He's got this stupid singing dolphins thing with a snowman with a with a hat that just sings our fight song. He's basically dug up from the bowels of hell. Uh, which he loves to dance around to play when they play well. Like that, I, I hate that team. The, 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 all of them. I hate that team. But nevertheless, he he is very complimentary, lovely towards my teams. And even when he doesn't cheer for them, he's he's happy when they do well. So uh, I have been getting a lot of very kind messages from random people, like the Jets. Like people know the Jets are doing well, and like their first thought is of me and how, how happy I must be that they're doing well. And my answers have been, well, thank you. It's still early, but like you know, things are setting up nicely for this team. And we will see. Uh, they're not they're not at the Buffalo or Philly level, but they're in that next You just level. called them the second best team in the AFC. I think they probably are. But, I mean, I think your team is close when you're healthy. Uh, I don't know what we are. Let's just make this about you. Okay. We'll get to me later. I think the Jets are probably the second best team in the AFC. But that doesn't mean they're going to get to the championship game because, like, they're probably not going to have – home games unless they beat Buffalo. And, like, I think we can beat Buffalo, but maybe we won't beat Buffalo. We beat Russell Wilson, who's got no shoulder. He's got no hamstring by three points. So, I don't – like, we could suck. So Yeah, but you don't have a defensive line. You haven't got Allen. Your quarterback doesn't seem to want to throw down a field right now. I don't know if that's a fact. When Corey Lindsley is out, we can't do anything. The second half of the Chiefs game was an example of that. Like, we become – this shadow team that's just got to slog along and Justin converts as many third downs as we can. I have to say when your kicker was hurt before they kicked a single field goal, you told me that an injured charger kicker was going to go four for four on field goals and they were going to win. I would have wagered anything against that proposition. Uh, Those two games in a row, you had no right to win. Dude, Old chargers had no right to win. Yeah. And you won. Two games in a row. We've given two different kickers a game ball. Last week, we had some guy who's 30 years old. His first ever NFL game. Made like three or four field goals. Coach gave him a game ball. This week, yeah, the Dustin Hopkins game. So, yeah, something weird is going on. We might still suck, but I'm happy for you. We don't need to make this about me. The Chargers aren't as good as the Chiefs, so we're not in a conversation for a second. I wish we had the Chiefs because, I mean, I wish we played the Chiefs because outside of quarterback, we're better at every position and tight end. That's it. That's true. That's probably and that's probably true in Buffalo too. Outside of quarterback, we're probably more talented at every position. Really, the team with the number one offense and defense in the league. Yeah, the number one offense and defense. If, if you're willing to believe that, I mean, I watched the Dolphins just go deep pass after deep pass on that number one defense. So okay, you're gonna run laps on me, man. I can't like, wait till you will digs. turn. I can do crazy things and say crazy things the fact that the jets have like a spark right now and the things you're saying you are gonna run laps on me well look we, when, we Where, play when Buffalo, it matters most we take, I sauce, we take sauce and we put them on digs so digs doesn't get any catches because no one gets any catches on digs and we do, and we bracket gabe davis okay beat us we're gonna be like running with our hair on fire at you in every single down 
and your receivers have no chance to catch the ball. Go ahead and beat us. Do your best. This is finally the all gas, no breaks, right? This is all gas, no breaks. The Bills are basically playing a pair of pocket sixes. We'll see if, <laughs> see if they can hold. We'll see if they can hold. I have Ace King. We'll see if they hold. You're crazy. Paul, like, you... why are you calling out the Bills? Like, because I want young them team. and I want Bills fans. Young, yeah, 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 can yeah, I be honest? Like, I get that you're. Khalil Mack is a spring chicken. I get, like, you should be excited. I'm excited for you, but. I think you're looking at it wrong. Like you shouldn't be worried about the bills. I understand your division. I don't think you've done enough to prove that you want to should be in that conversation. You should be thrilled that your really young team is probably overachieving. And I am and at I am. this moment. And I wouldn't worry about the clear cut best team in football, right? Like you, you'll have to play them twice. So you got to worry about them. You're, you're right. For a couple but, of weeks, but I, I think you're unfairly like making it about the Jets versus the Bills, and that's a battle you don't want to get in, and nor is your team ready for. Well, I think by in three weeks' time when that comes, I think we'll be closer ready for it. It'll be a good measuring stick. Uh, it'll be a good challenge for for both teams. I think both teams are going to be. It's going to be a battle. Uh, can't put that on prime time though, apparently, because God forbid you put the most interesting teams in football on prime time. Paul, you can get a flex. Aren't the flexes early? Yeah, but the, there's a decent game when the Jets are playing the Bills somehow. I, or the Bills had pl- will be playing Green Bay the week before, so they won't flex them in on that instance. Well, if the Jets are good, then that could be like a CBS protecting their property game too, right? Yeah, it very well could be America's game of the week. You're right. No, that's a Fox thing. But you could get moved to like a 4 p.m. window on CBS with Nansen Romo. Yeah, you're right. We could. Paul, are you sweating the Jets yet? Negative. Okay. I mean, we just beat the Chiefs. I know the Tim yeah, but the Chiefs think, aren't as good as the Jets. Think you that just Chiefs heard it from win Tim. is very impressive, but uh, I would say going into Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs is it's a pretty good win. Real good marker to say where we're at at this point in the season. Okay, that's fine. No, I I, I can I can appreciate that. Jeff's well, right Casey that we're getting a taste. They lost to the soft Bills. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, no, that, I was a little more concerned when they lost to the Colts than when they lost to the Bills. And they should have lost to the Raiders. The, the Chiefs have some real problems. They don't have any explosive playmakers. That's a problem. They're 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 in a world of trouble. Uh, if someone in that division could just play football, they'd Define get Define world of trouble. Like they are not like Denver's in a world of trouble. Well, in, in the sense of like they don't have any chance to get out of the AFC. They have Patrick think. Mahomes. But they don't have anyone who can score outside. Like you can see that team. Both the Packers and the Chiefs decided to let their star receivers go, and both teams regret it immense, immense, immeasurably. I disagree. There's such a layer of depth on the Chiefs now, um, and, and oh, the draft please. picks are already contributing, and, and it's just a different model, and they're only in the sixth week of it. Mm-hmm. They should have gotten – And they, they, and they, they said, basically they, – You they, bashed they, the trade. <laughs> like you, you you laughed at the Tyreek Hill. Now he's I a did. Star- no, but they, the Chiefs need him. It's clear the Chiefs need him. The Chiefs have real problems. They should have beat, lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the the uh, the Bills. Uh, this is a team in some trouble. They play San Francisco this week. They're probably going to get smothered by San Francisco. The Chiefs season doesn't even start to the middle of November. Like they're like what the Patriots. Like they're at that standard, and they're working through things, and they haven't fallen behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. So. No, they, they, so they'll be the, they'll be a three seed and play the Jets in the first round, get got narrow. And there's nothing wrong with if that ends up being the case for the Chiefs. 
Yeah, I don't think they're too concerned about getting the one seed at this point. And they're still ahead of where they were last year. Plus, they still have the number two passing offense in football behind the Bills. So I don't know how much they're missing those explosive guys. They're still moving the ball pretty easily. Okay. I like, think they're a really flawed team. They were three. Their offense and, remember, their secondary they, is flawed. But it seemed to – they held in the red zone last week. And they made a huge pick six against the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, they're the greatest team ever. All right. Again, no one said that. Yeah, that's all he's got at this point. Oh, you Paul. said they're in a world of hurt. I, I think said they are in a world fine. of hurt. That doesn't mean they're the greatest ever. Okay. Paul? I think the most egregious thing he said is saying that the Jets are better at every skilled position. So, like, <laughs> the the wide receiver room for the Jets is better than Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, McKenzie, and Gang. Shakira. Shakira. Yeah. Dawson I mean, Knox no. versus Ty Conklin. No, but we your neutralized you're this. A, no, you're, you're right. You're allowed but to we, be excited, but, but you're getting over your skis. You're right, but our cornerbacks are so much better than you your got, receivers. You so they, they neutralize that. Our defense is going to crush Zach. Yes. We, maybe. We'll see. We just beat a better team. Uh, or sorry, a better quarterback uh, last week in Lambeau. You guys won the MVP the last two years back. in a row. So you would take, uh, even when we did our rankings, you didn't have Rodgers over Josh Allen, by the way. Over the last couple of years, Rodgers has been the better quarterback, and we made minced meat of him. When do you play, who do you play after Denver? New England, which is also an interesting and intriguing game that I'm actually far more worried about than. uh... And let Denver off an overtime? Oh, on a short week? Did you want on a short week? I did you want. You did. You did do me one. I'm not. I, I'm I mean, not. I, I'm not hearing any of the uh, the league is against Denver and really giving propping up the Jets here. They're going to get what New England coming off of a bye. They have Denver on a short week. Seems like everything's breaking your way. Well, we'll we'll get Denver and New England or the next two weeks. Both teams coming off a Monday nighter, which is nice. But then we had to play two teams in a row coming off a mini bye. So we're still not equal. But then you get the Patriots coming off of a bye, don't you? Like you have a bye, uh, we, and then the Patriots. You may get the Patriots. The, you, no, we have a buy after the. We have the Bills after the Patriots. Uh, we have the Bills, then we have a buy, then the Patriots. Again. Then I believe we have New England again. Yes. All right, Paul. Right. For for the record, the uh, the mini buy the that he's talking Patriots. about for the Green Bay Packers is like time that they spent in Heathrow Airport. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the two weeks before that. We played both oh, two okay. teams before that off mini buys, and yeah, the Jets are playing the Patriots off a buy. The Patriots are also on buy that week. Another year where we play a team off by who's also on by. So don't even start with the who has the advantage versus doesn't have the advantage. Garbage, because you can't win that. I mean, I just pointed out that they're playing two teams who just played on Monday night in back-to-back weeks. And if this was the other way around, you would be shitting your pants. That and just being super out, triggered. Doesn't even out having to play two teams coming off mini-buys back-to-back before that. The pack, the Packers weren't on a fucking mini buy. No, but before the Packers game, the two previous games were teams coming off mini buys. Didn't seem to Steelers. Uh, didn't seem to affect anything, now did it? Maybe well, that's all just in your head. It's not all. It's not in my head. These are objective facts. These games happen when they happen. And you seem now pretty mad that your your hypocrisy is being called out, and you don't want to comment. How is it hypocrisy? It. You don't know what you're talking about. You see, you seem pretty triggered about it that the Jets are getting all the breaks, and now all of a sudden, oh no, now the league is no longer against them, apparently. But you don't want to see the, say that the league is now for them, do you? Or maybe it's just it's not. Maybe it just didn't matter to begin with. Maybe this it, wasn't they, a grand. Maybe them. this all wasn't a grand conspiracy against the Jets. 
Well, we're playing opponents who have had more rest than we've had all year long, if you add up the numbers. And like the league is stealing pick sixes from us. So excuse me if I don't feel like things are equal. Yes, did you see this, Jeff? Uh, he is something else. And it now went that off said- his glove. I So I went home and watched oh. it again. And, so, oh, and, I, and you claim to have good vision, and this is the conclusion you've come right. to. I'm not going to lie. I've watched the clips of that Packers-Jets game on NFL YouTube oh. 500, no, 500 times. Just okay. Minutes. 200 times, over and over and over and over. I went to sleep last night listening to it on loop just because I was so hyped about it. And, like, every time you watch, his gloves underneath that ball. I don't think it touches the turf. It smashes for sure the ground, but Tim, (laughs) so I'm going to guess, let's see, like, before you say anything, you were obviously on Jets Reddit, and you for sure went to Dolphins Reddit, so that's for sure, too. You definitely went to see what Packers Reddit had to say after you beat them. That's three. I don't think you care much about the Patriots right now. You just kind of respect them. No, not yet. Yeah, uh, I'm going to assume you went to see Bill's Reddit after. No, nope. I didn't. I didn't. You're always checking Chargers Reddit. Yeah, I was checking Chargers Reddit yeah, to see I... if they were excited about a Chiefs loss, and they were. Um, I'm trying to think what other Reddits you probably hit up this week. That's probably Am I missing. It. I think that was it. I don't think I went on any other one. Denver Reddit, like uh, you like to. See? No, I, no, I, 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 I would. I will cast this out here of what the most delusional Reddit page is right now, and because they keep costing me money, I assume that Colts fans think that the Colts are good because they're three, two, and one. <laughs> I could see that. I have not been on that page, but I could totally see that. I just assume that's. that's and now just that craziness. you mentioned that ball hitting the ground and that argument from Sunday night. <laughs> Tim, I almost spit out my drink when you were talking about being able to tackle Derrick Henry in a hundred attempts. Well, this is the thing people don't understand, right? What? And that you both you don't get tired at the same rate. That we both get tired at the same rate. We're no, both playing a hundred snaps. You need a sippy from your thermos after six minutes of shoveling. Three <laughs> attempts at bringing him down. It'll feel like you've been shoveling for six hours. I and you have 97 tries to go. I used to play tackle football. I know how to take a hit. You've never. I don't, I, I, I don't know exactly where you're from. You've never encountered someone like that. I don't give That's a true. shit. In your little Catholic town. That's true. Well, we're not that Catholic. But I've never, uh, I've never experienced that. But, you're, but I get 100 cracks. And I'm in. I'm 100 cracks to die. <laughs> No, like this, no, this one might be dumber than your coverage take or your, uh, you, you know, how you could, you know, well, see, but just, I think you could do it. I think you could do it. You think I could tackle Derrick Henry? Every, in every, every single yes. person so far that you've said that I think you can do it. All of those people have responded. That's impossible. Well, how I think do you was- get on uh, uh, Hear me out, Tim. The same, you literally, it's one of the most delusional things you've ever said to think you get tired at the same rate. The guy has taken 30 carries a game for the last seven, eight years in the SEC and the NFL. Yeah. So what do you mean? 30% of what he'd have to take in that afternoon. This is the same, this is the same you who spends five minutes on a treadmill and that's the end of it. You're going to be concussed long before (laughs) you get to attempt a hundred. I'll tell you that. You are going to, you're not going to (laughs) be. 
I don't even know how you get to this place where you think you can do this. It only takes one where you like clip his ankles and he trips and falls, and like, it only takes one. It like, only takes the, one the, time. The fact that you think he would make contact with his body is, I think, the craziest part about all this. I think you. I well, I don't think I know you underappreciate that I have real quickness, lateral quickness. Yeah, we we, we saw you demonstrated on the Sunday show. You gave us the visualization about how you're going to tackle him with the form that you're going to use. Those are some of the forms. I have a hundred cracks at this. You got a hundred different tackle uh, strategies. You have, a, you have a bunch of techniques. You have multiple techniques. I have like the three technique tackle, a four te- technique tackle, gonna, a you're, diving you're one, use, a swiping you're, you're, one. You're going to use the three technique on open field Derrick Henry area. Well, it's one. It, you know what? I have a hundred tries. I'm going to do everything I can in my power. You got one try before you're carted off the field. You realize that? I'd be wearing pads and a helmet. Yeah, I don't think that's going to help you, pal. Okay, well, we disagree. Uh, Jeff, I think a more accurate one would be, could Tim tackle me in 100 tries? I still think the answer is no. I think if he got you, he'd get you down. Uh, that I agree. I think if he got me, he'd get me down. I think the hardest part is him just making contact with the person running at him full speed. I'd just meet you in the hole. Dude, this is the worst thing that you you can ever want to happen. Okay, hold on, hold on. What what, what do you mean meeting me in the hole? It's me versus you. It's not like there's fucking linemen out there. So so in my vision of this Derrick Henry thing, this is like one-on-one. This is like an NFL game where there are blockers and there are defensive ends or whatever. So so what you think, so in in this scenario, are people like attempting to, I mean, they wouldn't try to block you, but would an offensive lineman also be in your grill here? Well, sure, and I'd have other... Oh, like, I right. imagine myself so that, that, as a that, linebacker. That, that's going to work out really well for you when a 360-pound awesome athlete comes out Are to you... block you while you also try to tackle Derrick Henry. I, I just swim this... move and move along. At the end of it, how many half tackles you'd give yourself credit for when you're like the sixth guy in? <laughs> hey, look, a half tackle team. counts. I win with a half tackle. I don't know. No, I... you'd be like the seventh guy in. Well, then what your problem is with the official score. What swim move did they teach you score. a gentle aqua fit? <laughs> That's not. They taught me to well, swim. Gladys, when Gladys I has football. the goods. When I played football, I was taught uh, to Tim, swim. This move. is bad. This is bad. I honestly think you might have a better chance. It's at the ten yards and three carries because there's a monicum that everyone else would do their responsibility, but you having to make the tackle. Zero chance. 100 tries, zero yeah. chance. And when we were talking about this before, it seemed like it was, here's Derrick Henry. He's going to run down the field at you, and you have to tackle him. No, it's, no, no. This was like I was so now, so now, now you're changing the terms situation. of it. From what, I don't know if we ever had terms. I, think we, maybe, I mean, we've, we've been openly discussing this. I don't think this. football situation matters. Like, if I have him, if he's running between the tackle and the guard, there's a small space. I just need to basically hit and roll, and, like, he, he falls down. No. Why would he fall down with you? Or are you because I like, like clip his ankles. No, like you, mean, like you just like a shoestring tackle sort of thing. You couldn't. But you're going to evade the blockers at the same time. The NFL well, yes. offensive lineman. You're essentially going to try to commit pass interference on him. I still don't Whatever. think he, I mean, you're still, in any of these scenarios, you're dead on the field after one play. So. Well, I like that you have no faith in but I have faith in it. Oh, that, that sort of confidence only comes from being a uh, mid-30s white guy, I think. Only no like, one else has you that. like Russell Wilson-type <laughs> confidence. Yeah, are you Mr. Unlimited? <laughs> I don't walk around thinking about all the things I can't do. 
I, I don't think that that's a very satisfying way to live life. No, so you just I you, always you can taught, you I can, can do you, anything I want. You can cock scenarios which are basically impossible and just assume you can do them. That's I like crazy. To think that I could do just about anything on this earth I put my mind to. You know what? That that's a positive attitude. I will give you that. That's how I was raised to believe I could do anything. If I wanted, if I put the time and effort into it. So anything that you haven't accomplished is just because you don't want to? No, I would say that things I haven't accomplished is part because I chose not to want to go after those things. Ah. Could I have been a medical doctor? Of course I could have been. I chose not to do that profession, but I could have done it, but I I didn't want to. I think you miss your calling as being a lawyer. I'm not going to lie to you. My mom tells me this all the time. That I, I should have been a bar- that I should have been a barrister. That's what I was meant to be. I think you missed your calling as an NFL linebacker. To be perfectly <laughs> honest. Look, I had two sacks, two f- uh, fumble recoveries, one forced fumble. Uh, I I was really really good. And as a defensive end, I used to call the off- the defensive line plays. I'd call I'd call stunts all the time, where the two D tackles who had the red stripes on their helmets weren't allowed to play anywhere else would cut out to the uh, to the tackles like the, in an X shape and the other myself and the other DN would take up the middle. I would just bull rush right up the center. Now Jeff, ask- Jeff, he's he's not even talking about high school football. He's talking about Canadian East Coast Pop Warner football. Okay, but and here's my question to this, because I will say my like no success. Like zero athletic success. You know, got to play like couple select teams or, you know, all whatever. But like that's nothing. Like, that's not even that hard. But I, when I w- did have that success, quote unquote, it's because my growth spurt happened like way before everyone else my age. So I was just like a bigger guy. I was a bigger guy. And then I don't think I grew since then um, at all, essentially. Oh, shit. These people are on me. Um, Tim, I- I'm assuming Tim was like a mountain of a man. And these no. kids hadn't grown yet. So I wasn't. It was the opposite. I had a later growth, growth spurt th- than most. Uh, that's why I didn't have to have the red stripe on my helmet. Thursday Night Football. Saints at Cardinals. Cardinals are favored by one. 44 and a half is the over-under. No idea who's playing quarterback for the Saints at this point because Andy Dalton has a back injury. Jameis is healthy enough to play, but he's not at a full 100% yet, so they don't want to play him. Not quite sure what's going on there. No Michael Thomas, probably no Jarvis Landry. Olave should be back. Other side, Hollywood Brown now out for four to six weeks. They trade for Cuss Buddy, Robbie Andercust, but he'll have a limited package. DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. Eight and two with DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup is Kyler Murray. I don't know what to do with this game, but Jeff, I'm actually looking forward to this Thursday night football for a first time in ages. I'm usually always looking forward to Thursday night football. I didn't watch a second of last week's Thursday night football until I like the Super Cup. I don't Cup know. I can enjoy morning. bad, bad football. I don't know. Doesn't get uh, me like it riles up everyone else. But I'm also not playing like a hundred showdown lineups. <laughs> not like really. Just seems I think to trigger the people out there. Um, it's all. How do you even make an opinion without seeing the injury report in this game? Oh, I, I also forgot to mention that both Daryl Williams and James Conner are likely out for the Cardinals as well, so we'll get more Eno Benjamin in this spot. Someone that just... The Saints have really blown an opportunity. You know, Tampa loses to Pittsburgh. You know, they blow that game uh, on Sunday. Really frustrating. There have been a few games this year where 
in my opinion, the Saints outplayed their opponents and they just can't seem to win either, you know, some stupid or turnover luck, whatever has happened there. I, I hate this game. Give me the Saints. I don't trust Arizona at all. And it's hard to trust the Saints. So it's really weird. I don't know. I hate them both. I'd have bet it probably against both of these teams and they're playing each other. So I guess that sucks. The coin is also taking New Orleans, Tim. Will you be joining the brigade? We all took Washington last week and that was a winner. Not only am I taking Arizona, Arizona is the first part of a five team money line parlay. Oh, Love the Cardinals in this spot. Hopkins coming back. The Saints probably playing Taysom Hill at quarterback uh, without their their star players. You, you're getting Hopkins, you're getting Anderson, you're getting Kyler Murray, who still, you know, I know people love to to deride Kyler Murray. I think he's playing, he's, he's going to be fine. They haven't scored uh, a touchdown in, it feels like, two games. And, Call okay. of, and the new Call of Duty comes out this week, too. Oh, he's... Well, but not Thursday. So, I, it's a great spot. The, 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 this line has to be wrong. Uh, this should be Cardinals by three, three and a half. And the fact that it's one means that they think New Orleans is actually a better team. I don't think so in the least. That's asinine. This this Falcon, sorry, this Cardinals team has everything to play for. Uh, you know, they're a game back of the NFC West, and they're adding their most important weapon, a guy they haven't had all season, who, as you mentioned, led them to an eight and two record when they got him. He's he's what makes this team go. Having that dominant deep threat and that receiving presence on the field changes the dynamics of what goes on there. I think Arizona wins this game comfortably, and they're close to a super lock contender, too. I love the Cardinals here. I don't love the Cardinals, but I shall be taking the Cardinals along with you. I think they win by three. Just almost to what Jeff just said is that the Saints are in all these games. They should win and find a way to blow it. They're like, I don't know. They miss Sean Payton. They miss Sean Payton big time. Yeah. But they also miss, like, they were missing, like, three key parts of their defense last week. They didn't have any of their top three receivers. I think last week just kind of shows you how not good the Bengals might be. But either way, here we are. Like, you think that the Saints defense would be so good. It's not. It's very average, by and large. Even against the run, it's been really bad. So, yeah, I Cardinals by three seems right. They play better at home than on the road, too. What's mm-hmm. the best unit in this game? It's probably the Saints D, and that's not really saying much at this point. Yeah. Cardinals hey, offense, now I, that you have Hopkins back. Uh, actually, the best like single unit of this game is the Saints rushing attack. That's good. It has Hill and it has Kamara. <laughs> okay. But that's the mark, I do agree with a lot of you know the points that Tim said. And then on top of that, it does feel like there's just such a stink in the market for Arizona how the last couple of weeks, I guess, have gone for them. They can't score touchdowns. They look lost. Uh, Kingsbury and and Kyler just doesn't feel right there. It feels like a lot of that, like, off-season negativity is back around them this week. So, you know, they do have everything to play for, but I'm going to take the Saints. Giants at Jacksonville. We covered this a little bit on the Sunday evening show and we were guessing the spread. The Jags are three-point favorites now at DraftKings Sportsbook. 42 is the total in this game. What is the chance this line is still three by Sunday, Jeff? Well, I love the Jags here. I'm taking the Jags as well, but are we just being suckered into taking the Jags because the line seems like it doesn't make any sense? It Just the Jags seems like the sharp side here. I think this is going to be a very much a public team, a very public Giants 
uh, backed bet against a lot of sharp money playing Jacksonville. Um, so I actually don't think this line's going to move at all. I think it's going to sit exactly where it is. All right, well, I'm taking the minus three, and I'll just continue to lose money on Jacksonville every single week. They, Tim, they yeah. they ripped our fucking hearts out last week. Oh, we were both sitting there doing the math. We're like, I on my phone looking up to see what we had the super lock at, and I was, we're like, as long as we don't get a touchdown, we're going to cover. And then, boom, touchdown. It's like we just what a bad beat. Uh, Colts hadn't had a big play. It feels like all year, like a true big play. <laughs> Finally pulled one out. I, I mean, guess. The, the, yeah. the Colts ran the same play all game, and Jacksonville couldn't figure it out. They just ran slants across the middle, and the Jags like their mind exploded. It was like that scene in, yeah. in Tremors. Like that was the end of it. The Giants, <laughs> though, like that's incredible. And I'm just like the Jets fans. I'm thrilled for the Giants fans having their shine. I do worry in how do you put this like there are a lot of great things and great signs for the future for the new york giants the coaching staff the rookie class like a lot of really exciting things but i worry that they are could be now in this place where they're going to significantly overachieve this year and screw themselves they're still so far behind in the program like daniel jones is they're going to be stuck with him you can't you remember from him. no this is the stuck last with him now. this is the last year of his contract i don't think they're bringing and then him back then they're well 100 they'll be i think they'll feel forced if they go like that 11 would be six or 12 and five he's coming back there's no two ways about it they'll give him like the Tannehill deal the dolphins game with all kinds of trap doors that you can get out of. But at the same time, like they're not moving on from him then. They're just not. Never happens. It never happens. <sighs> maybe this maybe this new regime with the Giants can figure that part out because you're better off bringing in one of these scrap heap quarterbacks. Like you're better off playing Andy Dalton than Daniel Jones. But then you turn around and say, "But we just had Daniel Jones and won 12 games. Maybe this is actually going to work." Yeah, but I mean, they might not even have Saquon Barkley next year, so that might be a difficult proposition on offense. I think that there won't be a lot of people bidding the amount of money. But anyway, I think they'll have Barkley if they want him back. It's a question of if they want him back. Um, again, if they do really well this year, it's going to be very hard to, to not proceed. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, I love Jacksonville here. Yeah, I, I think Stupid, we're, I, think I like him. I think we're all on Jacksonville. It's a round of Jacksonville. Even the coin agrees on Jacksonville here, minus three, despite logic dictating that the Giants will just cover games and win games in the weirdest way possible. Move on. Atlanta right. at Cincinnati. This is the game which... Oh, that's Giants at Jags. We need to pull up some, <laughs> uh, some... There we go. Falcons at Bengals. Bengals by six at home, coming off a win against New Orleans, a close loss to Baltimore. Falcons just beat the banged-up Niners team. They still beat them pretty convincingly at home. 47.5 is the over-under. 6-0 and against the spread. The Falcons, I thought they would start getting some point spread credit, and they haven't. Like, when we tried to guess this line, I assumed this was going to be three or three and a half, and now it's six. I, I mean, I've won a ton of money on Atlanta so far this season. I just continue to ride with them. I think they can win this game outright. Six seems like way too many points, Tim. So I'm anticipating Atlanta's going to screw me this week, but I'm taking them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I feel like they sort of found something last week a little bit. They, they sort of got back to who they are as a team. Uh, the line is big. I expect, much like we saw in the San Francisco line, that money's going to pour in on Atlanta, and this this line will shorten. I would not bet Cincinnati right now. I think if you wanted to play the Bengals, you could bet them Sunday morning at like four and a half or something. Um, but 
Yeah, I see, 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 but here's the thing. I, I, th- I, I don't even know what the sharp side of this game is going to be. I just objectively like Atlanta. I think Atlanta can win this game. I, I get it. But I, I don't think we're going to see the same sort of deal that we saw last week with the 49ers because the 49ers have been such a public team. But no, is, anyone, is anyone really lining up to like, no one wants to line up and bet the Falcons weirdly because they're 6-0 and against the spread, that this has to stop at some point. But they continue to be undervalued in the betting market because of this. But are people just back on Cincinnati? It's not like people have good well, vibes with Cincinnati. When I look at this game, though, like the re- the Saints kept that game really close and had it in hand because they could run the ball very effectively. And you, now you have, the second so best, sure you, have the, you have the second best rushing attack in football behind the Browns. Yeah, the, the best runners for Atlanta aren't playing right now. What are you talking about? Like their best runners are not there. So... Their, their best, I mean, their best runner is what you're saying is Cordero Patterson. I don't think that maybe, I mean, maybe just talent wise, he is their best runner, but it's not him that's doing anything. It's this weird offensive scheme that they have rigged up with Mariota. Like Mariota's ability to run translates to any other jabroni that they throw back there. Like Algier sucks, but he's gaining yards. Caleb Huntley's super quick. Like without Patterson right now, they're throwing so many different looks at you. And honestly, like their rushing attack is top three in football. All that stipulated, I feel like they're going to have trouble against with, with the, against the Bengals. I don't know. And again, I felt like Cincinnati found something last week offensively. They got back to their roots a little bit and asserted themselves for the first time with a bunch of points. This team is streaky. The Bengals run hot and cold, and I feel like they're about to run hot for a bit. So without putting them on a parlay or anything or teaser, because I don't believe in them that much, I kind of think the Bengals do a play here. And honestly, the Falcons continuing to cover is also unsustainable, so. I don't mind going against that this week. Jeff, we saw, remember that year that I bet Minnesota every week and they were like 9-0 and against the spread until it finally flipped the other way before people just started believing that they would cover all of these spreads? It doesn't feel like people are on board with Atlanta as of yet. I, I mean, this is probably going to be my super lock again. You see, I'm a little torn on that because last week, Pat, we sat here, we liked the Falcons, we picked the Falcons. I said, I'm picking the Falcons. I wish I had the balls to bet the Falcons. I bet them. We were them. talking about a six or a five and a half. The game goes off. Uh, you three know, and flirting a half. With what? It went off three, three and, and a half. half. Yeah. So I could counter that by saying the market showed a lot of love for Atlanta last week. I think I'm with Tim here. And I am one of these people that don't believe in the Bengals. Like that, you know, if the other shoe drops and they lose close games, not shocked at all. Not one bit. But one thing that Atlanta cannot do, Pat, that Atlanta cannot do that will serve the Bengals in bunches is Atlanta is one of the worst quarterback pressure teams in the league that they will not be able to take advantage of the weakness the Bengals have. Yeah, in but a way, are, are you, in a way sh- are you sure about that, do it. Are you sure Pardon? about that? Because is that a product of Atlanta having a bad pass rush? Or is this a product of Burrow holding onto the ball too long? And it doesn't really matter who they play against. That The other team is going to have a pass rush. Okay. We will find out. Because a lot of those metrics certainly say that he does hold on the ball, hold on to the ball too long. So you are not wrong. But we got to see. And this feels like the type of game that the Bengals can, you know, blow it open a bit, in my opinion. Which then negates Atlanta's ability to, you know, just run, 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 run. And Arthur Smith, they're doing such a good job in the dynamic play calling spot game. I just think it's a bad one. In a way, last week felt like such a good spot game for Atlanta for me. This one, siding with Tim, I'm going to take these points. Um, I don't know. It doesn't, it kind of feels right. I don't feel like this is market dis disrespect 
you know, especially after last week. It's not that I, the line maybe I, I think it should be shorter. That's why I'm going to take Atlanta in the six points here because I do think they can win this game outright based on the way that they play, especially because like when you even look at the Cincinnati's defense, how it shakes out, like where they're good and where they're not as strong. They're very strong against the pass. Well, that's kind of useless against Atlanta and they're kind of weak against the run, which is not great against a team that wants to run the ball 70 times a game. So I think that they'll be able to in the weird, two teams that weird, Atlanta play in weird spots this year, Atlanta's defense has maybe it's just circumstantial but they've really come through with big defensive plays when they've needed it like they were dropping Jimmy on his ass every time they started getting close in that game last week in the Seattle game when they went into Seattle what happened on the final drive all of a sudden Atlanta has a pass rush and they're all over Gino like they're not as inept as like they were the worst defense in football last year this year they're bottom third they're like 22nd or something like that that's such a vast improvement from what they were that I think that people are still treating them as they're the sieve that they were last year. And they're not good by any circumstance, but they're not horrible either. The two dynamic, you know, better passing games that they played, at least, you know, the Rams, I feel like that was week two, where the Rams were sort of, we still thought the Rams, you know, had some mojo. Uh, it was like 28 nothing. The, uh, the, 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 the Bucks got up like 24 nothing on them and Atlanta then made their stops and they got back in the game I could see this one kind of being similar and I'm and picking I, the Bengals so and, I hope they don't find that back door I was gonna say and then I'm getting the six points in a game with a team that uh, so rarely gives up that's nice that's kind of the theme of the next game you're right too Lions yeah. at Dallas we probably get Dak back in this game that's at least where it's trending to right now it's Cowboys by seven at home against the Lions coming off the bye week. Everyone's back healthy for the Lions, it seems, except for Jamison Williams, who we probably need another two, three weeks for him. But the offensive line is all completely healed. Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark, they're all going to be back. And what do the Lions do better than anything? They cover these stupid big numbers because they'll score 24 points in the fourth quarter. Give me the Lions. I'm with you here, and this could be my super lock. They're healthy. Uh, Cowboys, not great run. They could probably still win and cover. Who cares? I like a healthy Lions team in this spot. When that Lions were healthy, look at the look at the teams that they battled with. They um shit, week one. Philly. Philly, Minnesota. They've hung tough against upper echelon teams. Well, the Philly thing was a backdoor, but yeah, but you're, you're, make a case. you're, you're probably gonna get a backdoor in this game too if they cover the spread. I, I just seven seems like way too much. If this game See, even if Dak played, like, the, the Lions were this, like, love affair. We were so excited about them. Then they get their ass kicked. Then they go on by. I think the, that has set up us to get an advantageous seven points here. I'm all in on, on Detroit. Road Dome team, too, Tim, for the Lions. And coming off a of bye, there's a lot of, and I mean, there's a lot of reasons to, to militate taking Detroit, but I think the line is too short. I think it, Detroit. I think that, that Dallas ought to be favored by nine, uh, maybe more. More I've thought about it. I think that this is a bad number. I mean, Dallas is a top five team according to DVOA. Uh, if you look at ELO projections, like they think this game should be much uh, larger spread than, than seven. I'm kind of there too. I don't think there's a value on Detroit this week. I think the value is on Dallas. I don't love the game in either direction that much, um, but I just think statistically, if you look at it, Dallas is 
probably the better side. I, I think Detroit is actually you're, usually you have to pay an income tax to bet the Cowboys. I don't think you have to this week. I think this is the right number. Uh, sorry, sorry, I think this is a short number. I like Dallas to win this game by eight or nine or ten, and so I'm going to take Dallas. All right, well, you're on Dallas Island here because the coin is going with the Lions, too. I would say that Detroit first half, there's a couple first halves that I like this week. That if Dak is back, I don't think that it's maybe that's why the line is seven and not nine, like you said, is that you probably got some rust on Dak coming back in, right? Maybe, and he didn't look great in his very first game when we saw him before his injury. All that stipulated. Um, I think if he's back and healthy, I think Dallas could, it could be fireworks. All right. Browns and Browns, Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by six now. It opened at, it opened at six and a half down to six for the Ravens. 46 and a half is the over-under. <laughs> we talked about this with Tambo on Sunday night, Jeff, that uh, Ravens first half is kind of the bet that you want to be making against the spread because they will blow it in the second half. They've only, I think, was it Tambo who said, Tim, that the Ravens have been losing for a total of like five minutes this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's nuts. Um, It's nuts. Kind of speaks to coaching. Harbaugh's not doing a very good job this year. This team doesn't quite look as prepared as it has in years past. There's a sloppy factor to Baltimore that there hasn't been in years past. That that's just that's just a fact. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't think they're nearly well as as well coached this season as they have been in years past. All that is to say, I'm taking Baltimore because this Browns team is just. I mean, whatever the under is on this game, whether it's 46 and a half, the under has got to be the play here. Uh, neither of these teams are going to be getting into the 20s. Well, if that's if that's the case, how could you take a minus six yeah. if you don't think that I, any I team think is going to be like? What do you think it's going to be? 14 I nothing? I think it's going to be like six? 19 to 10 for the Ravens, something like that. Like, I don't think the Browns doing very much, and I think the Ravens will do just enough. I, I even when Browns Baltimore's even when Baltimore's D was running at like top speed, they still had no answer for Nick Chubb over the past like five years. I just think that it's going to be a ton of Chubb on the ground. I agree with you. Baltimore probably wins the game, but I do like the plus six for Cleveland, Jeff. I'm going to take the six. I don't really have a strong opinion on the game other than I actually think there could be more offense than Tim expects. But, yeah, I don't know. Slog, six and a half points. Both teams in a weird spot. The Browns, everyone probably can't stand the Browns right now, at least in the market. And... It's unfortunate because it did feel like for four or five weeks there, they literally got the absolute most they could have ever, ever, ever expected out of Brissett, and they couldn't win games. And now it seems like, you know, that water's kind of finally finding its level with him. Egregious interceptions are starting to happen. The one in the red zone at the end of the Charger game, last week some horrible ones. It's just a bad scene there now but i hate this game i'll take six and a half this was last week was the first time they actually got waxed in a game and there was a point when after cooper caught the touchdown they were back within one score pretty late in that game and then it all got away from them the patriots started racking up garbage time points they beat the panthers by two they beat the jets and then decided to lose the game by a point which was really stupid on their part uh they beat the steelers by 12 they lose to the falcons by three they lose to the chargers by two and they get beat by the patriots it just feels like they're gonna play a ton of close games and blow it at the end like we talked about that in terms of the saints i just it feels like the browns you believe the ravens are a team 
I do think the Ravens are a top four team in the AFC or could be. You have got to back the Ravens. No, see, I see. I, 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 I'm taking six points. And, and, and also, you just kind of laid it out. If you think that the Jets are the second best team in the AFC, essentially what you're saying is that teams two through ten are the same. Uh, I think teams two through ten, there is a lot more parity than there has been in years past. I would concede that. And the Browns, um, I mean, they still run the ball incredibly well, which is good for this sort of situation because we're not even factoring in any sort of weather elements, which could happen in Baltimore come Sunday at the end of October, that if both teams kind of want to run, Lamar looked shook last week. Like, there was nothing that the Giants' defense did to make Lamar look bad. He just yeah, he couldn't grip the ball. He was throwing it into the stands. He was Matt Castle bounce-passing it to his receivers. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that, listen, the, the Browns' defense is no great chase. It's actually quite terrible. Like, that would be the thing. Like, if Kenyon Drake or Lamar get going on the ground and they just can't stop it. But if both teams want to run, I'm kind of with you. I think this is more of an under than an over. And in the circumstance where I project a game to be an under, then I always like the points. Problem is, Pat, I- I'm with you on the Browns because I do think the game can be a slog. But they have gotten, I mean, M- Mariota, Trubisky, uh, Baker Mayfield, they have Herber. let every quarterback in the league look good against them. And then Joe a, good, Flacco. a good quarterback like Herbert and, and Flacco, um, you know, everyone has been able to just pick them apart. That is, yes, that's where my concern would be, but I don't know. They finally might have Clowney and Garrett in there. And Den- the Den- Denzel Ward should be back as well. And it's a division game as well. And the Ravens, the Ravens are not the team, like, if you want to talk about, like, where they stand in the AFC, I think they could still win the AFC. Like, they they could theoretically have won every game this season based on when you look at the scores and where when they blew these games. But if something is just off, and they're not boat racing bad teams anymore. The only team that they did that to was the Jets in week one. And even then, like, it's not like they put up, like, 45 points. They just kind of handily won the game against yeah. Joe Flacco. And, I mean, Brissett's better than Flacco, at least at this point their stages it's not it's probably pretty close but percent hasn't been their problem this year their defense has been their problem that's been a big problem yeah so i'll take the points here i don't really care either way i might bet cleveland we'll see on the best bet show but i mean there's other games i like detroit more than i like detroit in the points more than i like cleveland in the points put it that way oh god green bay and washington i love this game i love this game this game should be packers by two or three this line is ridiculous Heineke makes this team so much better. So much better. Wentz is the Wentz is the worst. Sorry, go ahead, introduce the game. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. The commies are getting there. It's five and a half. They're five and a half point home dogs here against Rogers, who just uh they could they just completed the, the Frank Sinatra team, the New York, New York beatdown in back to back weeks. I, I don't know. Because this line absolutely makes no sense either way. Like you could say, you could call this game three and a half if you wanted to, just because the commanders aren't very good coming off the mini buy, though, and now replacing their starting quarterback with. I, listen, I don't think that Taylor Taylor Heineke is like so much better than Carson Wentz. I think it's a lateral move. No, Wentz else. is so bad. I mean, the, there's the, almost nobody that you would replace Wentz with, and you're in worse shape. I, I suppose almost nobody. The numbers would indicate that they're essentially the same quarterback. I have watched enough Taylor Heineke in my life to know that he has highs. That Wentz doesn't have. Uh, maybe Heineke will be bad, but like Wentz, I know is bad. This game is in Washington after Green Bay just got beaten to a pulp physically. 
Now they're going on the road into Washington. Rodgers has got any number of myriad injuries, and he looked like he was in pain. He didn't want to be there. They don't have any ability to move the ball right now. Uh, Washington is going to probably win this game, and they're definitely going to cover. I, I love, love, love the commanders in this spot. This is the perfect spot game for Washington. Like, if they can't cover and win here, or at least cover here, like, I mean, Rivera's got to go. Like, this is a – you couldn't get Green Bay at a better spot. And, you know, I, I like a backup QB in his first game, particularly a guy who's been with the team for a while, who knows the system, uh, and who has shown in the past flashes of, of success. I, I adore Washington here. My gracious. I, I was leaning Washington, Jeff, but the just in the back of my mind, I'm just like, is there going to be a week where the Packers just flick the switch and Rodgers is Rodgers? Or is that just fool's gold? Like, is that wishful thinking? I probably lean the Packers. I don't have a strong feel about it. Just watching the Packers is very painful right now. Like, it's so awkward. And it, it has these... Like, there are these omnipresent vibes every time, you know, the camera goes to Rodgers and he just looks football sad uh, in some respects, like constantly. And maybe you've been in it yourself or you've seen it with, like, your friends. You just, it's a relationship that you know is coming to the end. And the only reason they're together is because they don't want to have to answer questions at Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. But they can't wait for the holidays or something to be over to fucking get divorced. And as I'm saying this to piggyback on our last conversation, what if Aaron Rodgers goes to the giants next year? Yeah. Um, I think this is the first time in our history. The Packers are going to be out the laptop game, by the way. Uh, I don't think we need a laptop game this week. There's a bunch there's of seven, seven. There's seven, seven bu- games. Yeah. There's a bunch right. of later. Yeah. And we have eight TVs. Well, I suppose that's true. So no laptop this week. Laptop gets a break. The Aaron Jones numbers are horrendous. The 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 yards, the the receiving, the yards per carry. They got nothing, Jeff. They got nothing. Look at their wins when they've won games. Chicago gave them everything they could handle and probably should have covered. Tampa beat lost them 14-12. Like Green Bay, Green Bay's not a good team. They're just not. They're a completely mediocre middle of the pack. This is not the team that's been to multiple championship games. Like, they're just not that good. They're just not. Like, they're closer to Washington okay. than they are they're to They're not good, and the their elite high-end QB seems like he's... Checking out. I don't out. want to say checking out, but on mm. the elevator to check out. Yeah, I agree. The I'm de- still taking them. I kind of feel like Pat at this point. Yes, maybe they can have, like, a ceiling game. I mean, I would respect not pick, picking the commanders in this game, but I feel like it, bet-wise it's Washington or just don't bet the game. Well, I'm not betting it. I'm not yeah. betting it because uh, I don't want to put money on the commanders. And I get that. I can understand. I can appreciate that fact. So it's a really weird type of defense that we're seeing from Green Bay right now. Like, their, de- their rush defense is horrible. But their pass defense is really good, and they're getting to the passer, which would lead me to Washington can't really run the ball at all. So you're just going to let Heineke drop back 40, 45 times and try to beat you that way? It's not like their offensive line has improved. That didn't get any better without Wentz around, and Heineke's still going to take a ton of sacks as well. He loves turning the ball over. We all forget these things. Like it's just you had. I, I feel like you have rose-colored glasses about Heineke because you've just watched no, Wentz for six weeks. I despise, I despise Wentz so much. That somebody who isn't a complete nut or nobody is just such a great improvement. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a, sh- a jolt of excitement to go through that locker room. Uh, I think you want to be on the Commanders this week. This right. week, I, I'm going to take Green Bay minus five and a half. But uh, as Jeff kind of alluded to, this game is not getting my money in any fashion. So, oh, just like this game, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Although I was considering this like initially as a super lock, uh, it's Panthers by eleven at home. Forty is the over under. Like, how isn't this game thirty three to three for the Bucks? Because they keep not covering big numbers. That's the only reason. The, yeah, but I'm the, taking yeah. I'm taking the box. I'm taking the box. I'm taking the, the box. Are, the Panthers are the oh. worst team in football, right? Yeah, the, yeah, they have vaulted the Colts, even in my opinion, as the worst team in football. Although they're right there, but yeah, they're terrible. Anderson is gone. Uh, God knows who else will be gone. That team is, is stripping that team for parts. If Tampa can't win this game by eleven or more, like they might as well just close up shop too. Uh, what a disgrace that would be. You got to take Tampa here. I think. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa. Minus 11. Don't love it, though, Jeff. I'm taking Tampa. It also feels like a no bet, but there's no chance I'm going to give Carolina my money. I don't know that they get over 10 points. And sort of like last week, I think Tampa will just score like the Rams did. And they're better than the Rams. I am very much, though, like this Brady stuff is so weird to me. Like, it's so weird. We are... He is so good. He is the best ever. He is the coolest guy ever. But he has now played so long, and he is still a superstar, being an NFL quarterback, that we get to, and I don't say this with any joy, but it almost feels like he's having a midlife crisis, and we get to watch it. And in other sports, the 45-year-old, like, I don't know, in hockey, feels like the Leafs have, like, a Joe Thornton. I don't like he could be going through shit. No one cares. You're the third or fourth liner playing a supporting role. We've never seen this before. He's 45 years old. He's going through a midlife crisis. He's probably got the best race car bed in town that you've <laughs> ever seen ever. But him going to a party and missing a walkthrough like for everything we've ever known about Tom Brady. That is so fucked up. Brings his own food to Augusta but now misses walkthroughs on football. That's the thing. It's almost like he's at the point where if you told me he played on his bye week, he's going to Augusta. It's almost like he he might not even pack his own lunch anymore. (laughs) Like he seems like he's this all, all, all in is not there. I regret picking him as the MVP this season. I will say he really, you really ruined that guy's life. Yeah, I regret not picking. I regret. I regret picking him as the MVP at the start of the year. It, it's happened in front of our eyes. It had to happen at some point. He's not even playing bad, but it's like it's it's gotten to the point where he is so old, and we he's still a superstar at the forefront. But it's not charming, like the way like Phil, for example, is still charming, even yes. though he like. If there's, you know, wife, if, there's wife, if there's one thing people think about Phil Mickelson at this this moment, like, is that how charming he is? His press conference, as much as I can't stand live, like his press conference this week where he just had arms on his hips, just taking shots at the tour. <laughs> I was like, Phil is just having fun. I don't think Tom's having fun. Like Phil seems to be like living his best life. Mm, I don't really see that analogy. And I would say Phil's midlife crisis, like he's a lot older. Right, not a lot older. He's fifty-one. That's like six years. It's not a lot older. Well, is yeah. is, is, is Brady? Did we make the, a Rogers mistake because of Brady that 
maybe when quarterbacks do get to 38 or 39, it's actually just that's the drop off. It's just Brady was the weird well, outlier. Sort of said this watching Matt Ryan die in that. Um, well, at least watching that Thursday nighter, that was horrible. Brady, it feels like, did a disservice to a lot of these quarterbacks who probably would have retired, but Brady can still do it. And I think we're seeing with Russell Wilson that, yes, Brady can do it, and Rodgers is playing great, but when these this new age of mobile quarterbacks gets to that age, it might just all fall apart like it is with Russell. Um, But I don't know. Is the dream dead on this, like, veteran quarterback – like amazingness, like Brady goes, wins a Super Bowl. Stafford goes, wins a Super Bowl. Manning. Even Rivers goes to Indy. That certainly doesn't win a Super Bowl, but he goes there for one year. They win 11 games. Felt like this just like evergreen tree of veteran quarterbacks being able to do what you thought. Oh, dream might be dead at this point. I, I'm not sure. At least when you watch on Sunday, watching football in that one o'clock slate Sunday. Every game felt like Thursday night football. Until the final 10 minutes, and then every game mm -hmm. got really good. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it went down. Right, there's one more game before we get to the midway point of the show, and that's our favorite Indianapolis Colts, two and a half point dogs <laughs> at the Tennessee Titans. You know, ever since you said that Matt Ryan should be locked in jail for his play, I don't think they've lost him. Yeah, the Titans are on my parlay. This is a screw you game. Hell, hell with you, Colts. Who do you think you are? You're not fooling me. Like, I feel like Larry David on the course screaming at people saying, screw you. I know who you are. I know who the Colts are. They're garbage. Uh, this is a huge game. This is the second time these two teams play. If the Titans win, they'll be up two and a half games and have swept the season series. I mean, nothing is over, but the Titans would probably become like 85% likely to win the division. Something like that with a win. Some huge amount. So this is a really important, huge game. Tennessee's just going to run them to death. And Colts got no chance in this game. Lot How can Tennessee run them to death when you think you could tackle their running back? <laughs> well, Derrick Henry does get tackled on every single play except when he scores a touchdown. So well, Sometimes he runs out of bounds. Not often. So, like, yeah, he gets tackled every single play. If I didn't hate the Colts so much, Jeff, I would take the Colts, but I can't do it. I'm gonna I, it seems pretty disrespectful. This line is vacillated between two and a half and three throughout the early part of the week. It's two and a half at this current moment. Like, it seems very disrespectful to the Titans coming off a of bye week. I'm taking – I don't disagree, but I just feel like I can be the only guy on the planet that thinks he's going to take the Colts. I don't um, want to live in a world where they're four, two, and one. I can't. <laughs> might happen. It might, which would bring us Rabel to... off a bye, though, feels... Yeah, if Rabel's one of the, like, ten good coaches in the NFL, eight good coaches in the NFL, if anybody should be able to disassemble this Colts team again, it should be him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gets us to the midway point of the show, which means it is time for a mini version of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner. It's Cust Corner. Cust Corner. <laughs> People aren't calling it that, but uh, I I have a topic. Don't get COVID. It sucks. That that's my I, general statement on it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I'm sure it's awful. It was not great. Um, it made me very angry cool. last week, and I didn't mean to be so angry. Just I was at, yeah, a, I had a very short fuse because I had no energy. That's all I got left. I'm used to you yelling at me, and it doesn't bother me. Okay, good. I'm okay with that. Any screaming you do at me, I just take in good stride. I I'm used to it. I accept that. But I appreciate you saying that. That's very sweet of you to say. Now, I needed to I needed to come to this little mini with some evidence. So I seeded out to the people today whether craft beer is hipster, normal, <laughs> or neither hipster nor normal. Let the people decide. In an open vote, with three options, mind you, normal got a majority of the vote, 52.2%, and neither, meaning it's not hipster as well, got another 12%. So that is like nearly, there's over three in five people when asked, is drinking craft beer a hipster thing to do? Or is craft beer itself hipster? The answer is no. Well, by, so by, by hold on, by the terms of your polling, Hipster wins in a landslide with 35%, doesn't it? Yeah, I know what you're trying to do here. But, but, but that's what you but, do. But, but hold on. That's what you do on polls. So I'm just trying to figure out what this means. I'm using your metric. Your so, metric you, you, is you, always you, 50% plus one. So, we, so I'm whatever pushing actually, you on your own petard. Okay, so, whatever, so will you confirm that whenever we run a poll in the future, that those results, you can't say, oh, I won this poll. It got 6%. Well, it depends what I'm looking oh, for. Oh, okay. So now now the dynamics have changed with all of this. 
Also, so what you're do you le- make of those numbers then? Well, you're also letting I'll hip- leave it to you. You're letting hipsters vote in your poll. Like, there's no differentiation between who are hipsters and who are normal people with any of this. So, if the hipsters would say, "Yeah, this is normal to me," so I don't think that the parameters of your poll are really set up all that well. You're looking for a result that you were able to get because you had <laughs> nothing planned in there for who's actually voting in this poll. And the fact that it still got 35%. And I mean, they really got more than 35% because neither is kind of a throwaway option. So there's really only 88% on this poll, which means that Hipster is really <laughs> up around like 48%, 47%. That is not the way you look at that. Neither means also not Hipster. Not normal, but not. No, no. Then the like why? Then why include it into the thing? Because it's not normal well, either. I, so people just don't I have. An, wa- so people don't have an something opinion be, on it, is what you're saying. Something can be quirky and not be hipster. <laughs> I mean, that's almost the sheer definition of hipster. Like, there's quirky. nothing. There is nothing about hipster. There's nothing hipster about craft beer. The people are making that clear now. No, so I think you need. I mean, Jeff you, agrees with me. I mean, I, 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 you're the one who said it was hipster to begin with. Until you started liking it, then it didn't become hipster anymore. No, there's nothing hipster about getting look, a look flight at these of beer people. At a look at these people, Jeff. Oh, they got their flight of beer with their twisty mustache, and all they want to do is sit out on a patio. Look at me, 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 me. Oh, I tried it and I liked it. It's no longer hipster, Jeff. Look, sitting on a patio and twisting your mustache certainly is, or you know, wearing clothes you know made of hemp, or you know. Uh, driving your fixed gear bike there and back. So that's all. So, so, so Jeff, here's the best part about this, because it was the argument against a straw man, but now the straw man has to be changed for Tim's liking because he's thrifting all the time and he's drinking a bunch of double IPAs. They're so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do believe, I guess, that drinking craft beer is normal. It's like, it's just a different kind of or style of beer like Thank there's you. a lot of foods and drinks that have that but there for tim to say there is no element of hipster and craft beer just that loses all credibility because there well, I is I definitely a layer a layer of it in craft beer Okay. anything can be no. you know, taken and appropriate no so, so let's rewind this a little bit so Ezra Miller could face 26 years in prison. That's a lot of years. Just kind of popped up on my screen here. But Jeff, I agree with you. Like you're you're sitting at home, you're watching the game, you enjoy yourself, an IPA, whatever it is. Yeah, you're just drinking beer like a normal person. But Tim has now gone like he's going to the craft beer places. He's making special weekend adventures to get away to have the, the flights of different types. Oh, look, can, can I try? Can I try your raspberry double IPA, I'm, Jeff? Literally, when our podcast is over, I'm driving to a place that sells craft beer to get their okay. pumpkins brew. I cannot stand. <laughs> When people treat beer like wine, yeah, well, and I, like I, I said this to Jeff. It, like I said this to Jeff. This, <laughs> Jeff, the hint of that. <laughs> fuck off! But it, it does. In in order to not, I mean, I'll, I'll just alienate everyone and make myself seem like the biggest snob in the world. But I said this to Cust on Sunday. I want to be authentic with to this, Jeff, and maybe you can. You kind of hinted at it. Uh, really, being into beer is just being into wine for poor people. Well, but being into wine is like being into scotch for poor people. Not really. A good scotch is more expensive than wine. I really... It is, but scotch is on an island of very specific people like scotch. It's not everyone who likes scotch. Mostly everyone likes wine. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's a pretentiousness wow. to wine that I don't think beer people have. Yeah, but the oh, craft really? beer people bring that pretentiousness yes! to beer. Yes. No, like, this I, is the like whole there's thing. a couple of places. I I've think had it's some normal. nice chats. 
I think craft beer is normal. It's like, I do, I do. But there is a level of, uh, there are people in the craft beer scene that are so goddamn pretentious. Yeah, well, that's true of anywhere you go, though. No, no, like, beer is, like, wine snobbery is a complete thing, just like it is with scotch, or even, like, if you are stateside, whiskey type of snobbery. But beer was never supposed to be like that, was it, Jeff? No. It was just supposed to be the common man drink. Yeah. I'm I had a hard day at work. I'm thirsty. I want to have a beer. Yeah. That was supposed to be it. But now it's not. Yeah, but it t- wasn't about like the notes and then, the, and then I just have to accept it. Oh, you that if unless you drink Alexander Keith's, you shouldn't be drinking beer? Like I don't understand. No, no one's saying that. You can drink whatever beer that you want, if but you, you now like become like the snobby beer in guy. your mouth. <laughs> I don't like anybody who's swishing beer around in their mouth. Uh, I, okay, so I haven't quite done that, but like I have like I'll ask the proprietor questions like so which one has more of a multi flavor which I like the fruit flavored beers quite a bit so I really like the ones with hints of blueberry you know I don't like blueberry blueberry uh, beer is not bad so basically what you're saying uh, is like, you don't like beer oh no no I also like the super strong ones as well like the ones that are super uh, hoppy. Like a double IPA or, or single IPA. Like I like really strong tasting beers, but I like the fruit ones too. Uh, I like chocolate flavored ones. I just kind of like them all. Uh, there's very few craft beers I don't go in for, but they're just, I, mean, I have my preferences uh, within there. I don't really like reds that much. I will say I've never been much of a red fan. So those are the ones that I don't really go in for. But uh, there's nothing weird or hipster. Like I go to a lot of craft beer places, even here in the city, just to pick up a six pack for the week or whatever. And like, if I do that, like I'm not running into people in like, like, uh, you know, ironic t-shirts and wearing winter hats indoors in July. Like I'm not running into those types of people. You're running into normal everyday run of the mill people who like certain types of like good beer, like nothing wrong with factory beer. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, they, they like something that's a little cut above. It's different. That's also expressive of the place you're in, you know, certain, depending on where you're visiting, uh, the type of water, the type of grains, the type of things that they use can affect the flavor of it. See, here, I, I see, think... see, this is the whole thing. I don't want to hear about your fucking beer. Just drink your beer. I don't need to hear about yeah. it. Maybe that's what it is. Just drink your fucking beer like a normal person. I don't need to know what the fuck is in your beer. Just drink it. Well, but I'm curious. See, I'm I'm interested in these things. Is and, there uh, anybody who's this like craft beer specialist? Like, oh, I don't know. I never thought about it how Pat put it, but it's true. They're just trying to rip off. It's just like a low grade snobby wine guy. Yeah. I don't see it that way. It's being a wine snob for five bucks a can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just drink wow. it. I don't need to hear about it. Just drink it. Wow. Get you drunk. Wow. And I don't mind. That's going. not why people drink. People do not drink craft beer to get drunk. So really? So, so the so the no. in, so the increased alcohol volume in it is not helping. That's the reason people drink craft beer principally is because they actually enjoy the flavor and are doing it uh, to enjoy it, not to get intoxicated. They're not. It, it, if you want to get absolutely it, trashed, you're going to imbibe factory beer. No, you're not. Beer. You would, not. You would drink the beer that has the higher alcohol content in it by like double. You have one of these double IPAs. That oh, so are this like is nine, what happened at all the- that, that are like nine percent alcohol. You put three of those away, you're gonna be on your ass. So. I didn't get to go to the alcohol parties in high school, but you're telling me that when they people went, all they showed up with was dry ice. Yes, 
for the most part, when we were 16, mainly because you could go buy beer at the beer store at 16 because they never carded anyone. And then you would get your Moosehead dry ice, which was like 6.5% alcohol content because it'd get you drunk faster. Yeah, that's why what, in Montreal, what? like Molson Export. Like, let, let's go. I saw somebody with Molson Export the other day, and I didn't know where they got it. You know, I haven't got it at our liquor store. Yeah, Molson X. When we, when we went on our senior trip to Montreal, you know what everyone was drinking in the bar? I mean, besides liquor. Like, think about how much people like like rum and vodka and anything like that. You'll have your drinks that you like or your tequila drinks, but the amount of, like, liquor that you would drink as, like, a 17-year-old, it was to get as drunk as possible and just as fast as possible. At 17, yes, I could see that. But people in their 30s and 40s are not buying craft beer to get snackered. Just to get smackered, is that? To get snackered or drunk. They're buying it to just have like one to enjoy after work because they enjoy the flavor of it. I don't know, Tim. Because it tells a story. It tells a story of the place. It tells a story, does it? Go fuck yourself. It does, right? Like, each sip is sort of like a paragraph in the the story. I hate you. Yeah, like, this is... But you already already don't like me for calling me disgusting for putting chicken bones as a a candy that needs to be preserved. We'll we'll, 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 we'll get to the candy stuff next week for Halloween, one of our most anticipated segments of the year. But, Paul, you had a question? Or comment, maybe? More of a comment. I, I like this a lot better when I thought Tim was only getting into beer because, you know, as the man of the people, he had to stoop down to their level. But then he said the whole thing about the, the flavors and, and the, the stories and the story. Right, each sip the writes story its own. it tells each, to each your sip, taste buds. Come each on. Each sip of, of my double yes. IPA crafts you its own know, stories. You have guy. just walked... You've literally... Everything you like, Pat's case, you just talked yourself into being like you ruined your entire argument. I don't think so at all. I think that there's a lot of people are going to look at this and say, you know what, Tim is as usual on the right side of this. And I'm sorry for saying I I don't mean I hate I hate what you were saying. I can't stand anybody who's telling me their sip of beer is a paragraph. Well, but it's like each sip is like contributing to the story of the beer and the history and uh you know like you know there are some places that used to be ancient run 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 rumming towns so this craft beer was aged in rum soaked caskets and sherry oh my god caskets this sounds like this back to the history of when the the place used to like that to me like that does it for me uh i'm in i'm in on that that's what i want for my friends i want my beer to tell a story so what does the last sip say I'd like another. Movember's or coming, Tim. Just the get next, like a twisty yeah, yeah. mustache. For, yeah, get, get, if you could grow you a mustache, like it. it would be so twisty and full of wax. The next, the next sip, Jeff, says to be continued. The, That's how that story the, is. There's nothing more pretentious than a guy telling me his beer is a story. <laughs> well, it is. Like but every that sip is a story. But I also am not one of these people who only will drink craft beer either. Like I, It's not like it's the only thing I would ever drink. But I think that as, as the older I get and the more I enjoy fine beers, I appreciate that. Cra- craft beer is a condiment in life. Now, I can't just live on condiments, but uh, it's a fine condiment in life. And uh, it, it makes things better. This, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on your personal preference with this, Jeff. But we went to my friend's birthday. He did it up at a, I guess they're calling it a scotch distillery. I don't know, they had to, like, sue the Scottish government in order to do this. That place in Cape Breton, Tim? What the hell is yeah, it I don't know how they get away with that. 
Glenora. I don't yeah. know how they get away with that. They had a lawsuit with the Scottish Scotch people, apparently. Yeah. And they won the lawsuit. So they're allowed to call it Scotch, despite the fact that it's brewed in... Distilled. Yeah, distilled, whatever. Anyway, we went to the thing... Brews for beer. I don't give a fuck. This was like, I would never want to kill myself more than going through one of these <laughs> fucking tours about how all oh, just the per- the precision that goes in. And we have to, we have to move around the barrel. So it's by this, like, so the apple gets sucked into it from the it's outside. chemistry. It's like, yeah, okay, pal. Like this tastes like fucking rocket fuel. Like, yeah, this is fucking fantastic stuff. It couldn't have been more boring, more that's useless. That's because you're uninitiated. It's like the first sip of beer you have when you're 14. It's like, ah, this is disgusting. I no, hate this. It tastes like fucking rocket you're uninitiated. fuel. Is what it is. It was horrible. It was horrible, well, horrible, horrible scotch. Now, my wife and my friend, shut the fuck things up. That are yummy. Shut the fuck up. And the other part of the tour, Jeff, because I'm telling Jeff a story here because I've told you this before. Uh, my wife and my uh, my three other friends, I went with my friend's three wives on like the, the, the just random walkthrough. I didn't want any of this crap. They did say that like the very highest end stuff actually didn't taste like rocket fuel. And even the people who did the tour on the higher end one, the private tour, admitted that the uh, the, the scotch uh, that they sell to the plebs is not very good. <laughs> so, Sounds... But, ha- right. but having to hear the history and the walkthrough, like, I don't know, a bullet to the brain sounded He's... far more appealing than that. Tim, you were repulsed by the by this scene initially. No, no, I was repulsed by the people who said this is the only way to drink beer, and that if you're not drinking this, then you're some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of uh, Neanderthal or something. And I, I, I don't believe that. Say, say that word again. Neanderthal. Is that how we're pronouncing it now? Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Really? We got a big no from behind the camera there. I know, but that is now the proper pronunciation, believe it or not. They changed the pronunciation? Yeah, I don't know why or how, but that it did change. Webster I, I did this? Yeah. If you if you ever watch the BBC or whatever, like that's how it's pronounced now. Okay, don't believe that, but continue. <laughs> okay, well, I don't even know what I was saying anymore when you interrupted me. That you're in the uh, but look, the, the, also, also to lay down the truth. Patrick just wanted to play golf at uh, Cabot Links and didn't want to be at the uh, at the uh, the distillery at all. So that's really why you were sort of repulsed by the, the place because you, you wanted to hit the links, and I get that. I mean, it wasn't just me. There was three other people who were with me, and we all just quit this tour early because, like, this is stupid. Like, who cares? Well, about it sounds this? like you gave up too quickly. Oh yeah, of course. You know, thirty minutes into it, they showed us a video. For 10 of it. That was fun. That that sounds cool. I like videos. Oh, yeah, that was great to stand in a room and watch a video produced in 1986 on $4 budget. Yeah, it was a great fucking video. Well, you learn things. No, you don't learn anything. You learn that you want to kill yourself, and I don't need to know that. I'd like to to not think about killing myself. Whiskey is pretty good. I I like those whiskey tours. So whiskey is pretty good. I like the really strong PD ones myself. You You want it to taste like a bog on the Scottish Moor. That's what I like whiskey to taste like. Does each sip tell you a story? It would actually. It tells a different story, uh, but it's you know it's different than beer. You can look down your nose at the people all you want, but it's normal and not hipster. It's very hipstery. Telling, despite the evidence te- to the contrary, your evidence of each sip tells a story with a craft beer. Well, I think it, not not with every craft beer, but with the best ones. Oh, okay. Are you sure you're getting the best ones, or are the best ones the ones that you drink? No. Well, if I didn't think they were the best, I wouldn't drink them. Ah. Uh, but but the ones that I've had, I, mean, I have my favorites and less favorites, but like 
it's when you learn and hear the story about stuff. It, it's in, it, it, it's enriching. That sounds insufferable, by the way. Go ahead, and then you can have your Bud Light and enjoy it. And like, I don't look down on that either. Question: What story do you does your mouth tell you when you're eating McDonald's French fries? No, 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 no. Well, we do have a news item here. This is from CNN Business. Someone just said multiple people have sent this to us, so we're recording the show. It's probably a good time to talk about it. McDonald's is adding a new menu item from an unusual source, Tim, one of its rivals. Beginning October 26th, nine locations in Louisville, Kentucky, will start selling Krispy Kreme donuts as a part of a test to, quote, inform future menu decisions both companies announced on Tuesday. It's an unusual move since the two chains compete for breakfast customers, and McDonald's already has its own line of pastries as a part of the McCafe lineup. Your thoughts? I don't like this at all. They make good little mini donuts. They have this creme brulee donut right now, which is top shelf good. Uh, they don't need to compete. You know what? I've you know purchased a box of Krispy Kremes before from like when people do those fundraisers uh, and you know, like you give 20 bucks or 30 bucks, or whatever, and you get a case of Krispy Kreme and they're always underwhelming. I, I don't care for Krispy Kreme at all. Uh, McDonald's, whatever McDonald's does, they do it best because they're McDonald's. They wouldn't do it if they didn't do it best. So I think this is dumb and I hope it informs their menu by deciding to not continue with it. What was the last time you like, where, where would you get these Krispy Kreme donuts from? Like people who sell from like sponsorships, like uh, like their fundraising campaigns, you sign up to like buy a box of them. Yeah, okay. Well, like like, like around like at your work, is that what you're saying? That was one place where it's happened. I've seen it all over the place in different spots. Like hockey teams, I think will fundraise sometimes like that too. Like people, my kid's school did that. So yeah, so, like so, so despite buy a box despite the fact that there is not a Krispy Kreme location within. 600 miles of us you're getting mm-hmm. Krispy Kreme donuts delivered to you so you're getting like week old donuts and that's what I you're- don't I do not know how old they are but that's the fundraiser and I'm sure they have a direct connection to them to be able to do it and uh, they're not that good I don't know Jeff if there wasn't any Krispy Kreme locations in your time zone I don't know how good that those donuts were going to be anyway that does make uh, that does make sense I mean, I don't love donuts. They're a bit, a lot of sugar. I can only eat like a few bites of them, but there was a Krispy Kreme. Go on. Uh, I, I mean, can you really handle that much sugar at your age? Younger than you. You are younger than me, but like I haven't been able to do sugar in like 10 years in terms of like. Yeah, I don't actually like a lot of sugar. That's a fair point. Yeah, and Krispy Kreme, uh, I mean, you can get some really good ones. There was one at the top of my street uh, when I actually lived downtown, Jeff. Uh, that was the, the one right at the test where I used to go get my coffee as well because it'd be like a 30-second walk from my door. Something I miss about living downtown in the city, the the ability to walk out my door and like be at a place in 30 seconds rather than having to drive, I really miss it. Really miss it a lot. Anyway, I like Krispy Kreme, but I don't see how you could have like 12 of them. Like order 12, like have back-to-back Krispy Kreme donuts. That feels like it'd be like a day's worth of meals. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I don't have donuts very often either. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. But they, I know the crispy ones that I've gotten in these fundraisers have been underwhelming. So I don't think the McDonald's ones are actually a lot better as they are. The McDonald's donuts are good because they're little tiny. They're tinier. They're tinier. Like they're bigger than a Timbit, but they're smaller than a donut. Tim, I've never had a McDonald's donut, but I did peel a McDonald's piece that says "Free Little Donut." Oh well, well, you know what? Cash that in. You can. You can give us a review. 
You can give us a review on next week's show. I don't know. I've seen them filling like the display of donuts, and it looks like it's just a woman taking them out of a plastic container. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm sure no, they've been pre-made like for plastic, like a week. Plastic like Tupperware, like from the oven. I mean, literally like plastic packaging, like you'd get at the grocery store. That's right up my alley. Yeah, maybe that's why you didn't like Krispy Kreme donuts. I don't know. Just they, they were just they, I don't know. The flavor just wasn't like I expected to be knocked out of the park, and I was like, meh, you know. All right, let's get to the late set of games then. Jets at Denver. Denver still favored with by one and a half points. 39 and a half is the over-under. As of right now, Mr. Unlimited still playing quarterback for the Broncos. Has not been ruled out yet with a shoulder or hamstring injury. Maybe he talked. He had to go talk to Mr. Unlimited to get through these tough times. Uh, I can't imagine who's betting the Broncos in this game, Jeff, but I do like the Broncos because... I do feel like the Jets will be the popular side of this game. The longer you wait in the week if you want to bet on the Broncos is likely the move. But as we've seen with the Broncos, even over the past month or so, and the Jets, it's not to say that the Jets' defense isn't good. It is pretty good. But everything that they do well, Denver doesn't even have at this point. I think Denver's defense could win them this game. You just saw them. It's They're good. Re- <laughs> I've made that penalty kick, and I've, it's now Tim's turn to continue the rust. <laughs> Um, this at least out of the we're very early in the week pat but this appears to be like an insanely public side here with the jets yeah like insane like the there are so many i don't even want to call them silent jet fans but the yeah i don't, I don't know. know how to handle this type of popularity yeah and you know gen pop like football fans like there's denver favored like screw that you know they lose in prime time they suck you know i really want to see that jets d-line show up in denver but part of me really agrees with you pat i don't know it feels like a really feels trappy fishy one yeah it feels fishy it feels trappy and i can't imagine who wants to bet on the broncos and even if it's not mr unlimited playing quarterback which is like the coolest nickname i think i've ever heard uh, I'm, I'm so all in on Russell Wilson at this point in terms of his like off off field persona. Just think he's really killing it too. Oh yeah. Utterly charming. Yeah. People see Russell Wilson. And I think what a, what, what a person that uh, is so neat and hip and with it. I mean, he's such a fucking phony. See, he is totally like that, it's that, Justin that's, Rose that's, level. That, that's of what phony. you guys say. You guys, you guys can't take anyone who is just genuine, like Mr. Nothing genuine about him. I'm sorry he loves the Lord, he loves his wife, and he loves working hard, Jeff. I'm sorry those concepts are lost friend. on you. His friends can't he, his friends have to go through a manager to talk to him? <laughs> That's insane. This guy, he is so To be honest, fair, I have to go through the, the post, post to talk to The post game last night was almost like the most like like layers. We're starting to see some layers of, of a normal human being. Like, loss by loss, get peeled back here, Pat. This is a guy who only, everything he does, nothing is genuine. It is all 100% like like, uh, what the book should tell me to do for this situation. Every move is like the card in Blackjack. Like, he thinks, like, what would, what is normal? And that, normal's the wrong word, but, like, everything just seems so polished and, you know, you hear these stories that he's been practicing press conference since he was seven years old. Like, there's, he's such a phony. He's such a phony. 
You could be the best. You could suck. I just hate fucking phonies. I hate them. Uh, there's nothing genuine about them. Nothing. Nothing. The only thing genuine about them is how phony he is. I really want Brett Rippon. We need revenge from when they blew us out on Thursday Night Football in 2020. I remember Sam had that amazing run of the year to start that game, and then he got hurt, and the Broncos won the game. Um, I I really like the spot we're in. I'm more, far more worried about the, the reason to pick Denver might be this is could be a look ahead because we have the Patriots next week and the Bills week ahead. Like we're to the point now where sort of the way Gary and described the Jets Dolphins game once the Dolphins brought their third stringer out. Like the Jets should win this game. It's hard to imagine anybody or very many people thinking the Broncos are going to win this game, uh, particularly when Wilson is is officially out. Out the Jets are going to be what two three point favorites like. But our defensive line should crush. They're going to have trouble scoring. I think it's going to be like 17 to 6, something like that. I don't know. I, I, could we throw the game if Zach turns the ball over inopportune, inopportunely? That will do us in. But if we just stay clean, if we keep our noses clean and we play our game, we run the ball effectively. I mean, we are going into this. I mean, right now, if you look at the betting markets, the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year favorites are both New York Jets. Uh, we are set up here quite effectively to use our skilled players to, to just grind out a tough, hard-nosed, low-scoring game, which is what this team likes. It's what our DNA is right now, uh, a game-managed 17-10 type of ball game. I think that's what we're kind of going to get at mile high. Uh, I like our chances. Next week, I'm far more worried. Uh, the Patriots game scares me, but this one doesn't. If you take away Russell's first read, it seems like he's just dead. Yeah, and we blitz like And I like know crazy. Aikman was all over it on the broadcast last night, but you just watch his eyes. They do not move. His eyes do not move. Um, from a betting perspective, I wouldn't mind if Rippon played at all because you know I love the – I guess people say Denver's a – I don't know if Denver's a good team, a bad team, but – there's still enough talent and the defense is so elite that I think it would fit into the angle I love, which is a above average team with the backup quarterback. And uh, I just want to know, Tim, if the jets lose this game, like where does that put them? Not like a playoff picture, but you know, in your, in your thoughts and in your AFC sort of rankings, it takes them down a little bit. But it also might be a slap across the face to get ready for New England and Buffalo. Oh, and, so, and be, so it, it would be a good loss, is what you're saying, if no. they lost to Denver and Mr. Unlimited. No, I, look, I'm not saying that. I, I am, and I really don't think we're going to see Russell this week. I, Nate, Nate, Nate Hackett just uh, just said that the that Russell Wilson is now day to day with a hamstring issue. I am going to buy at the. It could get lower, but the lowest point of the market, I'm going to maybe buy in on the Broncos. Well, you're, you're, it, it, I think it works twofold here. Like if it was just one case of buying at the very bottom of the market, at least what you perceive to be the bottom of the market on one side, I mean, that doesn't necessarily work. But I feel like you're also fading the highest end of the market yes. on the other side too. Biggest Jets win in, I don't know, Tim, tell us how many years, like in your opinion. It's the biggest win in at least six years and maybe even 10 years. That's the mindset. That's the mindset. I love, you know, even like I enjoy uh, getting the trends and reading the stuff over at, at Walter football, Pat, you made a comment. It's like every ESPN viewer in the world will look at this game today and be like, 
How on earth are the Jets an underdog? That's impossible. And that's why we're seeing an opening of 90% Jets money. Yeah, I, I just I I think that Denver's defense is still better than the Jets defense. Although I'm not downgrading the Jets defense at all. I think they're, you know, borderline top 10. But the Denver defense is like legit good. And it's not like we've seen Zach Wilson do anything here. So if this comes down to a game of who can create the most turnovers, I actually think it's going to be Denver who creates more because even when we were watching that Green Bay game, Tim, you were there was like three or four instances of you yelling at the screen just to get Zach Wilson mm-hmm. to run out of bounds or throw it mm-hmm. away, and he wouldn't fucking do it. He just wanted to jam it in to yep. Corey Davis whenever possible, and like Denver's going to be able to pick the ball off. <laughs> Pat Sertain is a legit like at this moment. It feels like he takes away forty percent of a football field. Yeah, this that's actually the most compelling matchup of this game is who's going to be more locked down against bad quarterbacks. Is it going to be Sertain or Sauce Gardner? Like that's that those are like the two guys right now on both these teams that I think should run be Gardner the ball the most. heavily. Run that ball heavily if you're the Jets. Use your little use your little slants and your little motion plays and your little tight end screens uh, to sort of break up that rhythm. Uh, but but control the game at the line of scrimmage. Don't make mistakes, and Denver can't beat you. It does seem like we are seeing this. Um, these highly drafted corners are all amazing. Horn, Sertain, Gardner, the one the Texans drafted from LSU. He's been a star as well. Even Okuda, the who only, after like, last year getting corner, hurt, he came back, and he's been great this year. Has the one in, who did you say? Akuda. For oh, Detroit. that's what I was going to ask about. That's the only like is how he has been. Um, I'm I'm not sure. You're saying he's playing well. Yeah, he got he like he was hurt last year. He's come back this year. Everyone kind of wrote him off, and he's been excellent. Fantastic. I can't wait to see Sauce in a Broncos foam helmet running around Mile High. Is there a Broncos foam helmet? I'm sure there. Yeah, are. yeah, they do that. There, yeah. There's a thing. Maybe he can put on a barrel like that phony Denver Broncos fan used to do and sit in the stands. Oh, like Postmaster yeah. Ted? A barrel wow. man. Oh, yeah, Barrelman. Barrelman. Tim Barrelman? I'm, again, I'm, it's funny. I'm, this is not a game that worries me. Next week will be butterflies galore. It's also the look-ahead spot for the... Oh, they're so... I am picking Denver, but I hope... For the, for, hope for the purposes both, of this show, I hope the Jets win. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I mean, for the purpose of the show... For the well, no matter what happens for Sunday show, because it's a five o'clock game, I'm going to be raw when we go into that. Into the, that game, the game might even be ending while we start our record. Tim's raw dogging it, eh? No, raw, probably raw, not. Raw, the raw, game... raw dog Timmy. Stop it. Probably, but that game kicks off at, at 5.05, so it'll oh, probably be over. The Sunday night PME show is a, a bareback experience. Yeah, oh, with, uh, Chris Meany will be live in studio with us oh, to great. break everything down. But, Jeff, did you catch, like, when we had the conversation, how Jeff was so pumped for Sauce Gardner wearing the foam helmet and uh, wearing the cheese hat and antagonizing the Packers fans that if it was any someone from any other team in football, how disrespectful that would be. Now, I love it. It's actually really making me like Sauce Gardner. But I love these sort of antics. Tim normally hates these, but now he's all on board. Doesn't that seem strange? I loved it. I loved it. I had already seen it. And Tim... He was like a kid in a candy store. Because he DM'd it to me. He must have DM'd it to like 30 people. <laughs> he was so happy. I'm not used to this. I- I'm having trouble coping. 
This is like the kid who never gets anything for Christmas for 10 years and then wakes up Christmas morning and has got like an entire front room full of presents. That's how I feel right now. Sauce is incredible. He's so much fun. Um, He's everything, Tim, that that the draft hyped him up to be and that Tim hyped him up to be this summer. I can't wait to see him take Stefan Diggs and put him in a bag. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Dude. So you're, de- asking, you're you're asking for trouble with this one. Your your mouth is writing checks that I don't know if you're asking cash. In the words of Fred if Durst, we, if we can get through Denver and New England at six and two, and the Bills will either be seven and one or six and two, and like I can't wait. I, I think can't. you're losing to Denver. The more you've like talked, I can't it, wait. It just We're, feels like in the ultimate letdown. I just can't wait to see Sauce basically throw digs through a table. Denver looked horrible after ten days. What's Hackett going to do with short days and overtime? Yeah, maybe, no, maybe, look, maybe that's we, better. We have, maybe that's we've better for him. Played, we've historically actually played very badly in Denver. Yeah, uh, I did, never liked. I, I remember the certain, t- what about the Tebow Thursday night game? That's not just the Jets. Denver yeah, there's a, has a real home field advantage. They, they do. I, there's certain stadiums that aren't AFC stadiums. Like I hate when the Jets go into Pittsburgh, and I hate when the Jets go into Denver. Those games always feel like death. I remember, I remember the uh, Jet. I remember the Jets always going to Oakland. It used to just be a house of horrors. Oh, for them. awful! I remember there was a December second, two thousand two. We had a huge Monday Night Football game in there. It was the night that Tim Brown broke the all-time receiving record that Chad Pennington played. That game was rocking. We lost that game. We played them again in the playoffs. Charlie Garner goes nuts against us. Anyway, yeah, I used to hate going into Oakland Coliseum too, but that's no longer a concern. All right, let's speed this up a bit. Uh, The coin is taking the Jets with you if people need to. Texans at Vegas. This is minus seven Raiders at home. 46 is the over-under. Texans coming off a bye. The Raiders coming off a bye. No word yet on if Darren Waller is going to play, but I'm blindly taking the Texans at plus seven. Like, the Texans tend to play well for like three quarters at a time. That could be enough to keep this game close, and then they'll let the Raiders take over where they're going to do everything in their power to try to blow it as late as possible. So, I'm not betting money line on the Texans, but the plus seven is one of – is it one of my favorite plays of the week? It's probably one of my top five favorite plays of the week. We'll see if I get there in actual money, but I like the Texans plus seven. And they do play close. They haven't got blown out. I don't like this game. I haven't really looked at it a ton either. I'm taking the Texans uh, plus the points. Yeah. I don't have anything to say, so I'll say, I guess I should have mentioned this to you before the show, Pat. We've got to figure out next week because this guy – Thanks to Cam Smith, and then more and more and more, because like other than things in my house, it's the most expensive thing I ever paid for. Family, we're going to Disney World next week. The oh. whole thing. Got my fanny pack ready. Got my dad sneakers ready. It is on. Bibbity boppity boop. Princess makeover appointments booked. Uh, what do you call it? Character dinner booked. These are not easy things to book. Um. Yeah, so that is happening. What I wanted to say, though, was hit me up on Twitter if you got any, like, advice or comments. Don't – I've been on the YouTube, like, looking at videos, and 90 – 80% of it is just people complaining how expensive it is. I'm aware. I'm living it. About to live it. Don't tell, give me any complaints. Just – If you get stuck on any rides, just call CNN. <laughs> yes, you're right. That was in California. I've never really done the – 
um orlando thing i I need you i need you to provide a full report of like the 40 year old weirdos who don't have kids who are there like (laughs) oh yeah the disney adult thing is weird but i am going to be like i'm going like all out if that makes any sense no i i get you i how old your daughter now six yeah Yeah, yeah, like i'm going all out like i'm really not here for like family matching shirts i don't mean that all out but like i am going all out like in the um yeah i'll be a disney dad i guess we'll say but disney adults are weird as shit yeah imagine that's some weird shit imagine being like a 43 year old dude who goes to disney by himself wants to get like pictures with all the characters like that's just that's very strange odd behavior we may have some disney adults in the uh, in the in the crowd so or people that have done it recently just hit me up like thing to do thing not to do uh, I'll take and the charges are on, and the charges are on by next week. How co- how coincidental? How do you think the that's how we do <laughs> vacations around? So, here, so what what what, no- day, what day are you leaving? Will you not be here next Tuesday or when? Yeah, do you leave? we are flying out Monday morning. But I'm still like thinking we I, we could get this done on Tuesday. I'll just have to. Um, yeah, just come by a laptop. We'll throw up a phone or board. You'll be good to go. Yeah, figure figure something out with that. And I forgot to mention it. Sorry, you're mentioning it right now. Um, we'll have oh, a- my God. And you know, Pat, you think like um, you pay for everything, like a week in one of these hotels. Like, uh, just, oh, my God. I, I don't want to. The thing I'm worried about is like my daughter's not appreciating it. And me just being like this dad thinking like every like hour is so much money. Like you better enjoy it. <laughs> like you better appreciate this. No, but they have these. Um, Now it's like you don't even need a wallet. You get like a bracelet that they charge you for. You think this fucking thing would be free? Thirty-five bucks for this bracelet. It, it essentially <laughs> has your room key on it. You can pay for anything around the park. It's like how you get your fast pass for rides. Um, I'm shocked that's not like not on your phone. Like they just don't have an app. It'd be like you log in, and just like scan it whenever you go somewhere. Okay. No, so, this way you can pay thirty-five dollars. So much of the complaints are about the app. How apparently, like when you're at Disney. They've got you like on the app the whole time that people are complaining like their head is in their phone on the app. I don't know. I guess I'll have to download that and experience that um, myself. But yeah, so Disney dad, I don't really post like things uh, when we go away. I'll like give a couple posts. But yeah, I might just like be relentless like with my Disney dad posts. Again, I got my dad sneakers. You can't bring out the hype beast stuff, you know, I'm like three year old stepping on my feet. Uh, but the comfy dad walking sneakers, fanny pack, ready to go. You know, comfy dad sneakers are just Tim's shoes, right? That is what, uh, yeah, I'm rock like Asics. I'm rocking my Asics. Like, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing. Like these are my, when we go to the, yeah, these are my walking, my walk, long walking shoes. Promenading, um, yes. Well, that was our Texans Raiders preview. I like the Raiders. Raiders are on the money line parlay. Raiders oh. should kill Houston Texans. Okay. Raiders uh, are good. Raiders are better than people think they are. Oh yeah, they're great. One and four. Yeah. I know, but they're good. Okay. So good that they Raiders can't. have the second overall pick if the season ended today. And they better win some games because I don't need them at the top in a QB draft. <laughs> Chiefs at Niners. The Niners 
They're three-point dogs at home. Their defense is still banged up. We're not sure who they're going to get back yet. 48-and-a-half is the over-under. Tim, you seem pretty down on the Chiefs, so I assume that the Niners are going on your money line parlay? Yeah, Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, they're not on the money line parlay because I'm not putting any underdogs in the money line parlay this week. Uh, but I do like the the Niners in this spot. I get another very low scoring, close game, um, and I want the points in a twenty one to twenty type game uh, that could go either way. I think. I mean, so, Bosa could be back for this game. That would be a big, big uh, game changer for San Francisco if they can get him out there. Because of course they're missing so many pieces. But the the the, the Chiefs don't have the firepower they used to have. Um, the game's in San Francisco. Uh, it's the America's game of the week. It's uh, you know it's it's a it's a really fun game on paper. I think it's going to be a very low scoring physical game with uh, maybe the Chiefs winning, maybe the Niners winning. I don't know, but uh, super close. Like I said, I'm picking a 21-20 score in either direction. Give me the give me the 49ers. Yeah, I, I I'm going to take the Chiefs minus three here. I think this gets down lower if you do want to bet it. It's probably not going to get my money. I do think it's probably somewhat of a close game, but I just look at who San Francisco has lost to this year. Like, they haven't really played anyone as of yet, which is kind of disheartening. Like, they've lost to the Broncos, the Falcons, the Bears. They beat the Seahawks, the, the Rams, and they beat the Panthers. Like this, is a re- this is a test that they haven't faced so far this year. This is a big jump up in quality of opponent mm-hmm. for them. And I'm curious to see how this ends up going. I'm so tempted to take the Niners, thinking this could be such a close game, literally coming down to the very end. They're just too banged up, and I have too much respect for the Chiefs that you can some you can lay the points and you know a win will be a cover. I would love for the 49ers to knock them off in this spot and what that can do in the division and around the conference. But um, yeah, I got I'm just the Niners are too banged up to bet them versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the and weird, the Ma- crazy Ma- Mahomes Mahomes coming off a- Mahomes coming off a loss too. Only eight and six ATS after a loss, which is crazy. You'd think he would have these insane vintage Brady, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning ATS off a loss. I, I, I would wager, though, that most of the time that he's not a three-point favorite after a loss. He's probably normally you like a nine-point favorite after a loss. Very good point. Um, for sure, I would think that's probably very... Very accurate. Because we saw the same uh, situation earlier this year where the Chiefs has a very marginal favorite, even an underdog against the Bucks, and they went and slapped them around. Mm-hmm. But I, I, here are the two things, and I said this to Jake on the ranking show this week. I do feel like in the back of my mind, this is a game where Debo has like 300 yards, and they just don't know what to do with him. But outside of that, like the Niners' offense sucks. Yeah, oh yeah, the Niners' offense has got real trouble. There's and, no doubt about that. And if they're not 100% on the defensive side, like, I don't think they're going to stop the Chiefs. Like, as much as you want to downplay how not explosive they are, like, their offense is still top five in the league. That's all well and good. They're, that's skewed in part from that 41-point performance uh, against Tampa. Uh, yeah. That was the only time you are, you really saw, like, I mean, so far this season, so far this season, the, the Chiefs have game put, of the season. They've, they've put up 44-27, 17 against the Colts, 41-30-20. and 20. Like, they're one of the highest-scoring teams in the league. (laughs) If it got to Sunday and that injury report looks so much nicer for Arizona and Bosa's playing, maybe by 4 o'clock, I'd bet the 49ers. 
But to make a decision now, it's so easy that it's I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes if I if I don't know Bosa and so many key elements of that 49ers. Fair team. enough. I think this is a bit of a legacy line. I like San Francisco here. Okay. So San Francisco for you and the coin. Ooh. Kansas City for Jeff and I. Seattle at the Chargers. Chargers short week. Their kicker's now out two to four weeks, Jeff. Uh, oh, really? As, yeah. That's, that was just reported uh, in real time as we're doing this. Uh, the Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm not taking – listen, I took Denver last week. Denver covered the spread. I'm not taking the Chargers as almost a touchdown favorite against anyone. The Seahawks are actually good. They're not great, but there should be enough to cover this number. I like them at six-and-a-half. Seattle for me. At this very – you know what, Tim, you go first. <laughs> yeah, Pat said what I said. I think the Chargers are going to win, but I think it's going to be like a three-point game. Seattle can score. Seattle's fun. Uh, you know, I suspect there'll be a decent amount of Seahawk fans in the crowd. Uh, Seattle is a West Coast team. I think there'll probably be a lot of Seattle fans there. Should be a fun, interesting game. I think it'll be the most exciting game of the afternoon in terms of points being scored. It's one of the very rare games I think the over is going to come in. And uh, I like the Seahawks to cover, but I would like the Chargers to win the game straight straight up. So, yeah, I have no doubts that there'll be a lot of Seahawk fans there. I mean, every game there is a thing but the fact that the seahawks are there's like momentum in the fan base if you were a 50 50 like should i go should i not go i don't want to go to see my shitty seahawks you've probably completely turned that you're like 90 percent gonna go now yeah but okay uh, but that, what, what is honestly the difference between the seahawks and the jets right now no one really believes the seahawks are a good team but they're playing so much over expectation right now that i could see how it's exciting are seahawks fans like if you go to seahawks reddit right now jeff do you think it's the same as what tim is talking about with the jets Seahawks Reddit is a fucking party. <laughs> they own the Broncos picks. The Broncos are going to go to the yes. podium before them in each of these rounds. Yeah. Seahawks, like they are, they must be dancing. They must be dancing. And we the did the same thing, thing to them when we had their picks from the Jamal Adams debacle. So I can only so, imagine times a hundred that's happening there. Like the pride that they must feel at this moment to think they pulled off like the best draft heist since the Herschel Walker trade or the most package return since the Herschel Walker Walker trade, you know, much like the Watson deal, these huge packages. Um, and Sen- how it are, you started. Ta- are you talking about Senator Walker? <laughs> yeah, I am. You want, a, you want a good laugh? Go watch that debate. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Bronstetter used to book him for Gabe because he would just talk MMA and he had books coming out all the time. He was always never saw these days coming. But, hey, <laughs> we're in a crazy um, place. Seahawks read it. An absolute party. Seahawks will be much like the Jets, a very heavily publicly backed underdog. For me, it comes down to if Corey Lindsley doesn't play, it's all a slog again for us. But there is the potential that Allen and Lindsley get back. Allen's practicing in Allen is practicing in full, so he should be back for sure. And we go on bye next week. If we can get to that bye at five and two with like the whatever has happened, the like attrition of this first month and a half would be incredible. I'd walk around Disney with such with such a vibe. On my bye week at five and two. Oh, come on. Let me be that Disney dad. Um, if we get Lindsley and Allen back, to me, that can open up everything. Like against the Seattle D, we can maybe start to be the team that we want to be. We 
our red zone offense, like a lot of teams, has been a struggle. The moment Keenan Allen gets back on the field, that's going to be fixed. Okay, so that's what, I, that's, what, that's what I wanted to bring up to you because the Seahawks and the Texans weirdly do not have good defenses. But remember that one year? I forget what year it was. Maybe it was the undefeated Patriots. Maybe it was the year after when they had like a sieve defense, but they never gave up touchdowns. The Seahawks are weirdly the same way this year. They give up all this yardage, but once you get into the red zone, they don't give up a ton of touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, the big playability, I hope, could be back with the Chargers. But again, getting Keenan back, so much goes through him. He's the focal point of so much that just his presence alone allows our high point guys, Williams, Parham, Everett, to make the plays that are just not available um, right now. And Corey Lindsley, from my account, missed the game with the tum- with a tummy ache. So that's... I assume, how can he not play? How can he not play? Like, is he dying? If he doesn't play this week, then he might be dying. Like a two-week tummy ache? So I'm confident they're both playing. Again, outstanding play from this left tackle. This sixth-round pick. We have not missed Slater yet. Like, that is crazy. We're going to, I'm sure. But that's been such a blessing. Now we've got to get to uh, something that I spoke about last week. JC Jackson being trash? We benched him. Well, good. He Smart. Good coaching. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a lot of the player quotes after the game were on the defense about them getting their vibe. Those two missed assignments, the tight, the touchdown and their big bomb to, I don't know who it was, Sutton. Both missed assignments. Gave this guy nearly $100 million. They benched him. So a lot of coaches, teams wouldn't have the guts to do it. And they brought back in Michael Davis, and there is a level of depth at corner. Day, uh, Samuel Davis, Bryce Callahan. Uh, I don't know. Maybe JC just takes this game off, get right after the bye. I, something weird is going on there. It is concerning. And it all goes back to the Patriots have always, the Patriots have an elite corner. They would franchise tag them. <laughs> they didn't. Something is probably wrong with them. Clearly seems that way. Oh, I don't know what to make of it, but yeah, they benched him. So Perny wants to give credit to the team for, for having the guts to do it. And um, I don't know when we get out of this show, I'm going to see if a press conference is posted. I guarantee it's not. <laughs> so Seattle for you? No, it'll be the Chargers. Seattle's like the new Detroit. They're Detroit of the first month. Yeah. So Tim, you're taking Seattle along with me. <laughs> I certainly am. All right, yeah, so Chargers for the coin and Jeff, Seattle. Chargers give up big plays, too. It's a real problem, Pat. Every game, a huge play on defense gets given up. Huge. Seattle's good at that, too. Yeah, the the Seahawks currently have the fifth-best offense in football. I believe it. Like, they don't really make a ton of mistakes, weirdly, even even though they have Geno picks. Cleaned up his act at age 32. Uh, so, ha- so happy. I'm so happy to see him play well. Imagine, imagine if the Giants just still had him instead of Daniel Jones. I mean, they'd be no better. They five and one is still probably as good as they could possibly. No, but be. it would feel. I feel like it would feel more real if they had Geno, Maybe. who's completing like seventy five percent of his throws, throwing the ball deep downfield. And I like he, maybe he also has Baldwin and he has Metcalf. Okay, d- okay, Doug Baldwin retired a legit like six years ago. <laughs> Not Baldwin, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lockett. Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Sorry. 
Okay. Part of me thinks there's a great opportunity for the Chargers this week in the market as Seattle is so heavily backed as an underdog. Are they backed? The are, are they backed as an underdog here? Are you sure about that? Yeah, the number. I mean, it's so early in the week and there's so few bets, but it is a staggering number out of the gate. And people just watch the Chargers. They watch the Chargers be bad and shit, but on national TV. But if Lindsley and Allen are back, we are a different team. We are a different team on offense. The playbook is open. And we can up Chuck Kamalu all over the Seahawks. Sunday night football. We don't know who is playing quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this moment. But as you mentioned earlier about um, Mr. Unlimited and Cal Ripken Jr. Or Cal Ripken Jr. Jr. Or the third, whoever the hell the quarterback is for Denver if Russell Wilson doesn't play. Doesn't seem like the books really care who plays quarterback for the Steelers, Tim. It's still seven. Evidently. I like Miami a lot in this spot. Miami's on the money line parlay. Um, trying, it's just trying to Pittsburgh's, curse old Miami, yeah? No, no, no. Pittsburgh's not a very good team. Uh, both their wins are very unimpressive. Um, Tampa's, well, you know what? Both their wins are unimpressive. They beat the Bucs and they beat the Bengals. Like they beat two, I know, but two the, teams that you consider to be paper, good. <laughs> on paper, they look like great wins. But we watched those games. They were very unimpressive. They're being well coached. But, you know, I, I suspect that with two a back, I expect the Dolphins to, to not be lifeless. I expect them to have a jolt of electricity. I think that this game could be a rout. Uh, I like the Dolphins quite a bit in this spot. Okay, so Dolphins no minus route. seven for Tim. Did not uh, did not expect Dolphins minus seven love coming from Tim, Jeff. No route. No route coming here. Um, Pittsburgh, I'm going to take this touchdown. Dolphins honoring their 72 team at halftime. Two is back. Flores revenge game. I like it. I like it a lot. That linebacker room, if that defense gives a shit about their head coach, it's going to be a uh their their coach, it's going to be a fun night. Tomlin, a wizard as an underdog. Uh too many points. Too many points. Have the Dolphins beaten the shit out of anybody? Double digit wins? No. Yeah. Me that oh. Patriot game we Two, one? No, but they didn't blow anybody out. They just embarrassed Miami. Or sorry, they just embarrassed Buffalo and embarrassed Baltimore with late comebacks. Yeah, and those are better teams than Pittsburgh, so I guess this can warrant the, the spread. I mean, we all saw it last week. I'm taking Miami, by the way. Like, this I, Thompson guy, I mean, Teddy is dead. Thompson I mean, was good. Actually, like, Thompson was of, actually yeah. good in that game. Thompson moves sideways and gets the ball, like... To a receiver. He can make a playoff script. It was really impressive when what, what I saw in the early stages of that game from this guy. Um, yeah. If, if the Steelers could run the ball, I think it would be one thing. They can't. Harris looks like... Uh, was it him we were comparing to Trent Richardson, Tim? Yes. Like, there's something off with him. I know he got the steel rod in his foot out last week, but he still didn't look good whatsoever. And if they can't establish anything on the ground and you're going to leave it up to either Trubisky or Kenny Pickett to throw 45 times in this game, like, as weird as the Dolphins' defense is, like, they're going to blitz the hell out of you, but they are one of the more opportunistic defenses in football, and they have been over the past three years, that if you're just going to chuck the ball up against them, they're going to come down with it if you're making a few bad passes. So I think that's you're where right. they can make up the points there. And I the crowd will be electric because, you know, all those people who can't be bothered to go to games for four years will all of a sudden find their Dolphins jerseys and bother to come out to a Sunday night football game. So 
uh, once they figure out what the rules of football are, they'll be very excited and cheering on the Dolphins. Well, that crowd could flirt with 50-50. Yeah. And that's not even an insult that you're trying to make. That's just the Steelers. And... Steelers travel. Yeah, they, they're they everywhere. And then you send them somewhere nice weather. They've always got a vacation or something on on their mind. I, I did want to point out, back to the, the Texans-Raiders game that turned into Disney talk, Tim. What it's... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have that. I can't find the numbers on the Raiders right now, but I assume they're one of the more penalized teams in football. That would track for them, right? It would track for them if we were talking about 1984, 94, 2004, 14, now, whenever. The Texans. The f- Jeff had the best line of all last week, which was today, Devontae Adams becomes a Raider. After Devonta Adams pushed that person there at the end of the uh, Monday Night Football game last week, is he allowed to? He's allowed to play this week, right? I ranked him number one in my wide receiver rankings. I certainly hope so. He's playing. He's playing. But the Texans have been penalized eleven times on offense this year. Fewest amount. That's like that's remarkable. That's like little hidden advantages for the Texans mm-hmm. in that game. That's a good. Points. That's a very good little gem. That's a hidden gem. I think Denver has been penalized the most. Yeah, well, because they're sloppy. Yes. Monday Night Football. Chicago at New England. New England is an eight-point favorite. What do you think this goes off at Monday night, especially if people have a bad week betting? Ten? Ten, ten and ten. a half? Because <laughs> if it breaks oh. ten, it could go anywhere. I, yeah. I'm so torn on this. I think that the Bears can score enough points to keep this somewhat close, and they can start getting like greasy touchdowns towards the end of the game. But something in me also thinks that the Patriots might win 37 to nothing. Like, just a Belichick defense against Justin Fields sounds like a bad recipe. You said it. You said it. I like the Patriots. The Bears will struggle to score points in this game, period. And Patriots only need to get to, what, 20 to win and cover, in my opinion? 22, 24 to win and cover? Uh, they'll get there. I like the Patriots. They're the last part of the five-team money line parlay. Coins going with the Bears, Jeff. Are you? I am tempted to take the Bears. It feels like a lot of points for the Patriots, but the Bears could be the nut low. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, Carolina's the nut low. We'll see. Do those? Do they play each other? Because Carolina beating Chicago could really do wonders for my Chicago worst record bet. <laughs> <laughs> Home is your right. Like to take the number now. Yeah, it's a it's a bad number now. If you want to take the Bears, wait obviously, but you know, we don't have that luxury doing picks on a Tuesday. I think I'm going to blindly back the bears here. I can't imagine anyone puts money on the bears and usually in a primetime game, that's where you want to be like unders have been hitting in primetime games. at such a high rate. You know, if an under hits on the 40, let's say there's only like 30 points in the game and the spread gets up to 10, like it becomes a lot easier for the bears to cover. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to ask, Bailey Zappi to win what will probably be a spread of over eight. So to probably hit that bet on NFL math, like they're going to win by double digits. I'm, I'm going to take the Bears. I, like you, Pat, hate it. I got to say, one of the reasons I actually feel like I'm having a good betting results, like money in my account season, is because I'm doing fantastic in primetime. And I sometimes bet too much on primetime for no reason. So I'm luckily doing quite well, and um, I hope I don't need to bet a lot on this game. Give me the Bears, though. Gross. All right. We've got to the end, which means we need to come up with some super locks. The Jags took both you and I down. 
last week, Tim. So we both dropped to four and two. Jeff wins with Minnesota. The, th- the team that is the least penalized in all of football, by the way, overall is the Minnesota Vikings right now. Could be contributing. Who knows? Playing some disciplined football from time to time can really, if you're not giving away, like they don't, they can't sustain drives except for like three times a game. They play like a good quarter and a half every single game. But if you're not blowing those drives with crippling penalties and you can actually score on them, Kind of goes a long way, as it turns out. So Jeff gets that. He improves to 4-2, so we're all tied on the front. Uh, I'm taking Atlanta plus 6. Should have just made Atlanta my super lock every week. I bet on them every week. Shit, I was tempted to go the other way. Do it. Do it. Take Cincinnati. You, you hit Cincinnati. Well, you're beating me this year in the overall picks. You're more right than I'm right. Cincinnati or Jacksonville for me. Um give me Cincinnati I guess I'm gonna step in front of you Pat and I want to say everyone is shitting on the Vikings and I have rose-colored glasses because I own you know <laughs> futures and, and props on them but I don't know for me it's great to me I see a team that probably should have lost more games uh you know than should have lost maybe one or two more games but you see a lot of teams struggling around the league, and this is a team with a new coach and some new situations. To me, they can only get better. And the record right now is absolutely great. You know what? I, I would throw Minnesota in like it's funny because people think that Minnesota is somewhat fraudulent at five and one, but there were expectations on them coming into the season that like, Oh yeah, five and one, that makes a lot of sense. People are like kind of stunned, especially after watching the giants over and over that they're five and one, but there's not really a noticeable difference between the quality of those two teams. No, there really isn't. Vikings played terribly last week. They had no right to win that game. Not yet. The anthropometric show that they shouldn't have. I do believe like the talent ceiling on the Vikings as it pertains to this year is still much higher in my opinion than the Giants. I, I don't know. Cause I feel like you're just cherry picking like three guys that you think are like, you know what Minnesota Maybe. has. And you always like to point to this. They have fantasy guys. So it makes it seem like they're better. They their their offense is better than it oh, is. Shit. Like, like yeah. I really don't think that you know who the comparison is like who Mike Smith Falcons. I was going to say this year's Tennessee team. Yeah, and like Tennessee, like their division isn't wrapped up, but they're in like a they have a commanding lead in that division now. But and like, especially, just gonna be- especially if they win this week. But think about the perception of the Titans this year. Everyone thinks the Titans suck, but really they're no different than Minnesota. You no, know, the if you told me the Vikings were the one seed in the NFC in the playoffs, given that they're five and one now, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, so maybe totally it's, maybe it's more like Tennessee from last year then, because Tennessee is a little bit down this year. But I think in terms of quality, like they're very similar. You are right that I think a lot of the love and myself included, like the Vikings are a great video game team. If Cook and Jefferson and, you know. Yeah. Kirk. Anyway, who are you taking as your super locked in? Washington. The the commies. Red Tim. (laughs) Yeah. It has to be the right side. I, I'm. You're not going to get any pushback from me on that. I, I do see that the same as you. I just can't take them in this matchup. I have to believe in Green Bay a little bit. So to recap your free money line parlay, Arizona, Tennessee, Vegas, Miami, and New England? That's right. Bet what the is, farm win six. Uh, six to one? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try to have like a three-gamer. Like you don't need to get yourself out of the hole all in one. We talked about this every year. If you just took little stabs every now and then, you might actually get out of the hole. But you know me. I like to try to take big stabs. That's the distinction you'll make 
in a few minutes when we talk about our bets for the week. Like, I like to take big hacks. Well, your record this year on the free money is 1-5. You're now 16-108. and 108. So you, if I were you, I'd start hedging against being 100 games under 500, is all I'm saying. Yeah, you want me to get there so badly. I understand that. I do, but I mean, you're going to do it by continuing to have five-leg favorite money line yeah, parlays. Yeah, but three in a year of them are layups. Okay, then why don't you just use the three? If the three of them are layups, <laughs> just pit, bet three of them. I did, I feel like that would be cheating for the purposes of this show. Like if I'm getting, giving a, a free money parlay that's like minus 115, like that's cheating. You, that's what, like okay, saying, what, okay, that's what, like what, saying what, play what, John Rom at Augusta. What what three were, were, do you think are the layups then on this five five banger? Raiders, Dolphins, Patriots. Raiders, Dolphins, Patriots. So Raiders, Dolphins. I'm looking at that right now. That would give you that'd be plus one plus one twenty. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a, that's that's too cheap a date to give out well, for the free picked, money parlay. You pick three favorites that are more than minus three hundred. I know that's what I mean. So I, that's why I would feel like I was doing a disservice to the people if that's what I gave. Paul, this is starting to sound like a Cody UFC parlay, which win all the time. It's, I've been it's a told. little bit chalky, but like Cody's get to like ten to one and stuff like that a whole bunch. Yeah, he'll come up with an underdog to throw in there. Maybe your move should be two favorites and an and an underdog that you like. It's hard right? to argue against Top Cat on those those teams winning though. I can see the Texans beating the Raiders. Are you kidding me? No, I don't see yeah, that. The Raiders, Raiders have, are a cut above them. Oh, yeah, the Raiders are a cut above. All they do every single Raiders week is could find e- a Raiders way to lose. could easily be 4-1 and one, or 5-1 and one right now. Yeah, if they, if they could easily be 5-1, and one, they'd have more than one win. Oh, look, they've, had, they've made some stupid little mistakes. And, you think, and they've solved that, have they? They're up against a, a far inferior opponent. See, game. you say that, but as Jeff pointed out, they'd have the second pick right now in the draft. Eventually, you are your record. Eventually, you are. But I still think we're a bit early in the season to throw them off. I don't think the Raiders have a chance to make the playoffs. I wouldn't count them out yet. Well, is that a tease to our show on thehammer.bet? Not quite. There's another team we'll be talking about. Back to the Futures, where Jeff, Tim, and I end up discussing future bets. For the week, you can find that up on the hammer.bet. But reminder to smash the like button, the Listener's League, runthesims.com, newsletter if you want to get the early link to all of this. Uh, rate and review the podcast as well. If you haven't done that in a while or you've never done it, please help us out that way. Maybe that means we could have more content coming your way. Anyway, for Jeff, for Tim, I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.